what's your problem? I was I was just gonna say it was probably I imagine it's some lady with pink hair, right? Because that's the stereotype, right? Pink hair, she's got these little glasses, you know, and she's going, uh, well, we could do this scene where Venom is standing in this, you know, rave, and he talks about coming out of the closet. How about that? That's what I pictured. I, I, I mean, I didn't imagine there was, like, a quorum of people going, we gotta make this scene way gay. It's gotta be fucking the gayest thing, you know, gay. <laughs> no, it's it wasn't like, it was like that. That's exactly how it went down. The gay, all the saying "gay" way too many times. That's exactly how it went down. I'm telling you, it was the board. It was the board of directors who received. You know how naturally, like the people involved actually get the the the, the script, and then they're like, "All right, yeah, yeah, I like this." And then it goes. It's got to go to all the the Seth Rogans, the people who don't actually do shit, but they want to. You know, the executive producers. You know, and then they all get together, and then they sit, and they just hem and haw about what shit they don't like about the movie because and because they put x amount of money into it you know they get a say so then they're like um and i'm going to redo this impression for everybody who's watching since you already saw it but you know the 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 seth rogan of the office who's like this this scene where venom is killing people that you've written in it it doesn't work for me what's why is there not any gay stuff in the script like why have i not seen any gay uh some 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 gay stuff in this venom script and the intern says well we could just replace the killing scene you know this is an intern this intern is she's she's you know she's got full of piss and vinegar right so she's like she's got the good ideas like hey let's just replace the scene that is true to venom's character with this lgbt friendly scene to appease seth rogan and to appease the what three point three percent of the population or whatever, um, let's do that. And then of course the Seth Rogen in the, of the office, he's like, brilliant. You know they're all very eccentric or whatever. In, yeah, in I, brilliant. I, probably like both of those combined. Like the lady that wrote it, you know, the broad. Oh you sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. She goes into this quorum and she hands them the script and they're flipping through it and they go. They go, wow, this scene is really gay. And then somebody else who's reading it, he does as he goes, but it could be gayer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does this number. He's like, uh, it could be gayer. You know, you know what I think actually happened to Venom, the movie? This is what I think happened. I think she came in. You know, we're, we're painting these. We're painting the board as the bad guys and the chick as the good guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. When it should, it's probably the other way around. Seth Rogen has nothing to do with this script, so we know that it wasn't that they weren't the the bad guys, right? So right. they come in, they're presented with this script, and it's just a full blown gay porn, okay? Um, very obnoxious, over the top. Everybody in every scene ends up covered and or filled with semen. And and probably animal semen too, and wow. yeah, awful stuff. And they get to a scene. Um, they get to the scene where he's at the the rave, right? And he's covered in his uh, fucking glow sticks or whatever. And he's coming out on stage, and they're like, "This is probably the least gay thing about this script." So let's try to meet in the middle, and we'll do a rewrite. You yeah. go ahead and keep scene this scene right here, pages nine, you know, uh, what, fifty-seven to 
72. Keep those pages. We're good with that. Eliminate the rest of it. Work around this scene. And, like, maybe 86, all the really gay stuff. Like, anything where there's a visible venom penis or carnage penis. Uh, let's go ahead and get rid of that. Um, anything where venom's sucking on a dick, a human dick or an animal dick, get rid of it. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll just keep the rave scene and that'll be, that'll be the middle ground I think that we can all meet on. And that's what happened. That's how it went down. Because we all know that the board in this case, in some rare circumstance, was actually the good guy that saved us from a, a full-blown Tom Hardy gay porn, you know? Which probably would have been better than Venom 2. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have watched that over Venom 2, honestly. Would you have jacked off to it, though? No. Come on. Be honest. No, of course <laughs> Never in my life been one of them gays. <laughs> I have never jacked off to Venom porn. Um, <laughs> not even, well, I mean, it's Woody Harrelson, too. So it's kind of like, he's not a handsome guy, but he's a fit guy, uh, right? That's a looking dude. Nah, he's a weird looking guy, man. I don't know. Have you ever seen his penis? Hooper or like uh, Gerard Butt Cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Who was not... the first one you said? You know, full disclosure, as hetero as I can be, I'll say no homo. I'd say the handsomest man in Hollywood is Ryan Gosling, hands down. Really? Hands, yeah, hands down. That dude is, he's a beefcake, dude. In fact, I hope to cast him in movies one day. I think he just fits the bill for everything. I mean, I like Keanu Reeves is great. Like, he's a great action guy. He's but not Ryan, a handsome guy, though. He's got it all, man. He's a great actor. He's handsome, beefcake. You know, he's got that uh, mysterious, uh, you know, long, silent pause thing that he does and then he does the little smirk you know he's he's handsome enough to allure men that's how handsome that guy is you know what i mean so you think ryan gosling is like a gay siren yeah he's like a gay siren yeah well yeah i, I guess i don't know if he's gay or not i think he's married to somebody that chick that uh was in la la land with him oh, I don't the redhead i didn't watch what i mean is like he can reach out and maybe turn guys gay because like a siren would you yeah. know it would redirect ships and they would crash into you know um they'd crash ashore in the fog and so like ryan gosling he is redirecting straight men into um shallow buttholes right like he's he's redirecting men into homosexual activities oh that's something something wrong i feel a little weird looking at him. <laughs> I feel a little <laughs> turgidity in my wiener <laughs> I don't want to feel a little a tingle you know but that's a handsome man I, I I implore you to watch some of his movies drive watch drive dude that movie you'll like you'll be like damn this guy is awesome you'll really appreciate him yeah so I'm what aware. else we got going on besides all this gay stuff we really opened up on a gay note not that we don't usually do that but this was like full-blown like high octane gay you know let's let's yeah. avoid all that man it's full you know, throttle gay. My goal in life since I was a kid was to make sure that people knew I was straight. You know, I don't ever want that misconception. You know, you meet a girl like I did this thing to this guy one time in college and I it didn't occur to me like how it probably ruined his life until like years later. But he was we were surrounded by all these chicks, me and this guy that I was working with on a film project. And he was going on and on about all this stuff. And there was all these really hot chicks around us like actresses. Right. And um 
And he goes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, my girlfriend said this, this, and that. And I said, girlfriend? Are you kidding me? This whole time I thought you were gay. <laughs> like super red, like super red and embarrassed and was like, no, I, I have a girlfriend. And then I did that thing from Little Nicky where you go, you mean boyfriend, right? <laughs> and he got all upset and like stormed off and like I just laughed about it. But like years later, I thought about it. And I was like, I wonder if that like traumatized him. Like one, I would have one of those things, you know, he went through life after that, like reminding people that he's not gay and like, you know, like wearing the big leather jackets and stuff and being all tough guy motorcycle now because I just like ruined it. And like he was panty waist. Like to be fair, like you would have assumed he was gay. You would have gone, oh, he's he's got, uh, you know, the skinny jeans on, right? Skinny jeans. That's kind of a dead giveaway, you know. Has like a high pitched voice. That's another dead giveaway. If you have like a less than manly voice, you know, like it's a little like you know, puberty is one thing. But like when you get to that point where it's like you're clearly making your voice higher pitched, right? Like you're making that. You know, I don't I don't want to do it because I don't want anybody to mistake me for that. But you get where I'm going with this. There are key things that you can point out. You don't need a gaydar. You can just talk to somebody. Oh, yeah, this dude's a fucking homo. Clearly, you know, you know, you, how I, you know how I determine whether or not somebody's gay. <laughs> oh. You know, if I look down and they're filleting me. That's a pretty that's a pretty good giveaway that that dude is gay. I, I you know your story reminds me of something and it makes me wonder and, and perhaps there's people out in the audience that this has happened to. Uh, we all have somebody I think in our lives that you've done something to that you wonder even to this day, perhaps decades later, um, if it had like this lasting effect on them or if perhaps you were responsible for their yeah. uh, some that's stupid true. thing that they did, right? Right, right. And I'll, I'll tell you one. I have one. I have one of my own. Uh, I was, this is when I was stationed at Fort Hood. There was a dude, brand new, We were, everyone was out in the field, and since I was supply, I just slept, I stayed at home, because I was like, whatever. Um, I'm not going to go sleep out in the field, are you crazy? And um, so I just, I went back to the uh, troop headquarters, and then as soon as everybody was kind of like, as soon as I assumed everybody was asleep, I took off. I went back to my house and fed my dog and, you know, slept in my comfortable bed. And then, uh, you know, and then in the morning before six o'clock, I would just zip back to the company headquarters and, you know, pretend I was there. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> doing that number or whatever as they're pulling in. Uh, but there was a new soldier that was in that like got to the unit late. And so the, the commander and the first sergeant weren't there. Anyways, I was like, hey, man, I am getting ready to get out of here. I said, everybody is already out at the field. So I am going to go out and drink. <laughs> and I, I went to Bennigan's or whatever. Um, so I'm going to go out and have a few drinks. And then I'm going to go back to my place and chill out. And I said, you're more than welcome to come with. Whatever. And so he did. He came and had it. We, we went to Bennigan's and uh, ended up a few. There were a few of us. I don't remember who else was there. But we were sitting there and he said... He asked if I had any porn. And now this is back in the day. This is back in 2005-ish. So this is back when people still had DVD porn, okay? Right. And uh, <laughs> so I did. I had I had recently gone on an expedition around Austin, Texas, uh, and hit up all these different porn stores or these different um, yeah sex shops or whatever. And if you went to one, they gave you a coupon for another one because they wanted you to go to visit all these other ones. Anyways, 
I got a couple DVDs that were funny because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to pay for these ridiculous porns. But if they were free, I would absolutely take them. One of them was Life in the Fat Lane. And it was like just morbidly obese women. And, um, nice. very, yeah. And then the other one, I forget what the other one was. It was just as disgusting. But, anyways, I said, yeah, I got these right here. And I tossed them to him. And he was like, right on. And then I went and I, you know, I went upstairs and I guess went to bed. And then in the middle of the night, I came downstairs and he was gone because I had given him a blanket and pillow and everything to sleep on the couch. And he was gone. No idea where he went. He came in my car, whatever. I get back to the company the next morning. He's nowhere to be found. Never hear about him again. Come to find out he's gone AWOL. And he never, he never did come back to the unit. And then I ended up PCSing. I, I have no idea what happened to him. Don't even know his name. I can't even look him up if I wanted to. Uh, but yeah, I think my life in the fat lane and perhaps this other disgusting video that I had. Um, it was something. It, it was. I want to say it was uh, uh, barnyard porn. Um, life in the barnyard, or no? That have been life in the fat lane and and barnyard babes or something. <laughs> Anyways, it, that may have been what triggered him to like just run, like from my house and and never return to the unit and perhaps die in the plains of Texas. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I have a feeling that I was in in many ways responsible for the demise of that child. What do you think, V? I don't know. I'm a little shocked. It's <laughs> like, yeah, you say it was a gag, but I don't know, man. I've I've been to a lot of porn stars, porn stores, and I've never had the urge, be it free or not, to pick up one about barnyard animals or fat chicks for that. Which I give you a pass on the fat chick one. Barnyard I, babes? No, barnyard babe. What are they doing? Give me a pass on that. Yeah, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to be a little disgusted with you. <laughs> <laughs> so do you? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this then. Uh -huh. Do you think? Uh, and we'll turn this into a game, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that he was justified? in running away from my uh, fourplex and never returning to the unit and throwing the rest of his life away because of what I gave him to watch. Threw those DVDs in my lap, and it was when I first met you and when we got to the unit. I would have been like, if this is what the army is like, <laughs> this is what I have to do. But I'm out, dog. Throw up the deuces, peace out, Audi 5000. I'm hitting, I'm beating feet, dude. I'm going to, you know, chuck it, you know, as they say. I'm not right. I'm not kicking it with you anymore, that's for sure. So I don't even know if I can be your, be your friend anymore right now. Oh, I think that's, I, I <laughs> doubt that. Is that going too far? Yeah, I think, you, I think you went a little too far. In fact, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted with your behavior. <laughs> I'm going to turn it around on you and... You know, that barnyard babes versus, like, you saying that you would not be my friend anymore and be disgusted with me. Two totally different animals, and one one is unforgivable. I, I, you know, as a, as the, what do you call it, ethically, ethically, I'm, like, morally just, like, bankrupt. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, all my morality is, like, I told you, well, I might as well tell the story again. I was at the grocery store a couple days ago, and, uh, like, I, I just, like, don't care about people anymore, especially women. Like, uh, and like offensive women, right? So I'm at the grocery store and I like see this spot in line is open and all the other lines, they have these like long lines. 
And there's this lady just standing there talking with her friend, kind of like off, like a little bit, like not in line, but off the side. And so I like sneak in front of her, right? Just like, like skirt in with my shopping cart. And she like does that number, you know, like, you know, like, I guess that's like, right? Like, a, and she goes, uh, ladies first. <laughs> right? What the fuck? Ladies first, she says to me in this day and age. And I go, I go, um, I go, well, I believe in equality, right? <laughs> which I don't. And I told you this before, I don't. I just was throwing, shoving that in her face. And she does the scoff again. She's like, <sighs> and she goes, um, I, I, how do you sleep at night? And I go, <laughs> I sleep naked on silk sheets. That's how I sleep at night. And then I move my shopping cart. <laughs> and then I laugh because. I realized that that statement was just entirely true. There was no lie. I do sleep naked on silk sheets. I was just telling her a fact. I wasn't like trying to mock her or anything. She it's asked a lie. Me I answered her matter of factly. But the, the point is, is hold you on, know, hold on. Shit. The lie that you told was not that you sleep naked. It, it was not in your 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 catty response or whatever it was in the fact that you said that you believe in equality <laughs> that was the lie and like she probably didn't expect that no i don't believe in equality at all that's that's a fucking crock dude that is the dumbest thing that's ever come out of civil rights or anything in history is that people go oh we're equal we, we want to be equal that's impossible the equality is impossible because nobody is the same We'd have to be fucking clones of each other. You know, there was this funny, I forget what it was, what I was watching where this guy, man, what movie was it? Somebody was saying about the best way to like achieve equality is just that everybody's got to keep fucking each other until we're all the same color. Yeah, until we're all mutts. Just got to keep fucking each other. But that's not going to happen because, you know, there are certain races that are pretty disgusting. You know, there's this one, they wipe their butts with their hands. <laughs> You know, it's true. You know, and this topic, you've got your your you you're, just tugged a thread on this sweater, right? And now we gotta we gotta unravel this fucking equality sweater because there's something that I realized. There's no you can never achieve. Okay, let me let me take let me rewind. Uh -huh. Women wanted equality, right? That was just the generic thing. Like, hey, let's. Let's let men and women be equal. Equality, equality, equality. And that was for the longest time. That was how it was addressed, just kind of like generically and, and broadly, like equality, right? And just big, colorful letters. But then they realized that there's good equality and bad equality, right? Like the good equality, everybody gets paid the same. Everybody gets uh, promoted just as fast as one another. Everyone is afforded the same positions in, 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 in the corporate ladder or whatever. But... Right. True yeah. equality all of a sudden requires women to also put in the same physical effort in like, oh, hey, we got to move the break room. I need you to grab one side of the fridge and I'm going to grab the other and we're going to move it, right? We're going to move it down the hall. Um, or, hey, I need you to go ahead and move all those boxes over to that area or whatever and we're going to go and we're going to go, I don't know, file papers or something. You know, like all of a sudden when they're held to that same standard, it's a problem. Or the draft, you know, women are like, okay – well, we want equality, but not the draft. We don't want to also like be on the radar for like if for some reason 
especially now that people are leaving the military in droves because of this uh, this vaccination nonsense, um, or people are not going to join because of this vaccination nonsense. I think a lot of these women are all of a sudden going to legitimately be at risk for being drafted in the next conflict. Um, and that was actually included in legislation that was just passed, I believe the NDAA, um, or is being worked on. Anyways, uh, but they don't want that. So there are bad things that they don't want the equality. Hey, we, wanna, we want the same positions in CEOs, but... Uh, you know, granted, there's more men in CEO position than there are women. There's also more men in sanitation than there are in women. So let's even both of those out. If you really want equality in CEOs, you're going to have to want equality in sanitation as well. So they realized, no, 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 no. We don't want equality. We want wage equality, right? That's like, you know what that is? It's just more privilege. That's all it is. They have privilege, right? Like, okay, speaking from experience in the army, they have all this privilege, right? Like, there's a separate PT test for them. Sure, they get sure. to do girl push-ups. Their runs at times can be less. You know, if you're pregnant, you can just jump out of the army, no questions asked. There's all this privilege for them, right? And then they go, oh, I don't have enough privilege. And, like, it's funny, like, another, like, perfect example. Like, my younger sister doesn't talk to me. I haven't talked to her in, like, five, six years now, maybe longer. Probably longer. And here's why. I'll give you the perfect example to go with what you're saying. Um, it's, it was all because of a Facebook post. <laughs> she posted this thing on Facebook, and she goes, "Which uh, first of all, my sister is like this, oh, I'm a feminist, and I believe in equality. Like this. She's like very, uh, what do you call it, outspoken about it, right? Like, oh, uh, women, women power and women this and whatever, right? And so she does this post. She says, I'm moving, and I need some strong men to <laughs> help me. <laughs> And so my comment, I type this comment, I go, what, women can't help you? Are women not allowed to help you? Which, you know, I guess that was a little, like, snide or whatever. But she got all mad. She sent me this, like, message, and she's all, don't post fucking stupid comments on my blah, blah, blah. And I go, well, that's a legitimate question. I thought you were, like, woman power, but it looks like you need a man to help you with <laughs> And she got all mad, and, like, she hasn't talked to me in six years because of that. But it was like one of those things, like perfect example, like you said. You you want equality until you need something moved. Yeah. <laughs> you need something that's too heavy moved or a jar of fucking pickles open. That's all there is to it. And I got nothing against women. You know, I've said it before. I love women. I have had I have all their albums. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you, know, I think you know, especially the ones with the good butts and big jugs. Yeah. And Stuff. they, but I don't but care those. <laughs> Those ones, <laughs> but you know who I can't stand? Black women. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would you say that, V? Um, no, but that's that's. They had to specify which equalities they wanted, and that's all of a sudden the new thing. And I I challenge you to yeah. find an instance in which women reach for just like equality, broad equality, without yeah, yeah. injecting some kind of like uh, without. Uh, prefacing it with some some word about something that they want, you know, food equality. You know, that'll be the thing in the communist in the gulags, right? They'll want uh, they'll want food equality. They want the same amount of food as the men, but the men need it because we're out burning more calories because we're actually cracking rocks. Um, and I look forward to those times in the in the communist gulags. Yeah. Uh, boy, so what are, where are we at? We still got about six minutes, huh? Uh, oh, Megabit just called you out. He said, if you love all their albums, you better name all their songs. 
There's a uh, rock sand. That's right? one. Yep, that's one of them. Want to turn on the light? And then um, let's see. Uh, April, she come with uh, what's the fucking Simon and Gar- fart fart Barfunkel? Well, those are two boys. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel are boys. It's called April. She will come, and I I think it's about like making some girl like bust like really? the deep move on her vagina. Well, you don't know. The the words say April, she will come. But it's like, I think it's about like doing the DJ move on her, the JJ, you know what I mean? Can you demonstrate that for us? It's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get them. Is that all of them? Uh, is that all the songs? Top of my head, yeah. What I about. Think Eleanor Rigby is one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Layla. Layla, right? That's, that's one. one. Yep, Layla. Lola. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah, Lola. Yeah, Jenny from uh, the block. Yeah, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block, right? Uh, what about Jimi Hendrix, Foxy Lady? That's a good one. Boom! Yeah. Remember on Wayne's World when he does the swing move as the song plays? You know what bothers me about this V? Swing is a pelvic thrust. That's what it oh, is. Oh well, they don't know that. They're too young for to do oh, yeah. Wayne's World. Wayne's right? World. Swing. Yeah. yeah swing. <laughs> um, that's like, what well, we used to do. Owner from that. That's that was like a, you know. You could point. do that back then. Not a boner now. Right. You could do yeah. that now. You can't. You end up getting a sexual assault charge, right? Because if you, you know, if you're the whole thing, and let me explain this to some of you young guys, right? The on on Wayne's World, they would do this thing where they would put their hands on either side of the chair and they go swing and they'd raise their butt up right and they'd you know thrust their pelvis and that was to you know like v said that was to show that they were you know they were suddenly erect by what they saw before them and you would do that if a hot girl came in the room or walked by you or they said something that perhaps was sexual in nature that was the 1990s version of that's what she said you know and you would follow it up with a swing um but yeah, that was uh, you can't do that now. You try. I challenge you to try and do that in the in an office environment. You'll end up getting fired. Yeah. Um, you know what bothers me about that whole thing that you just did, V, is you said I love women. I have all their albums. Megabit mm-hmm. called you out and said to name all their songs, and every song that you named was written and sung by a man. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder if perhaps you should be wearing a uh, large leather jacket and. Oh. Um, you know, maybe your girlfriend goes to another school. Is that to draw? <laughs> yeah, no, I have a girlfriend, I swear. <laughs> I, I you wouldn't know her. Yeah, you wouldn't know her. Yeah, she goes to the other school on the other side of town. But we make out all the time. <laughs> I, bet. I bet you do. Yeah. I, in fact, saw him. I'll vouch for V that he uh, makes out with her all the time. Um, so what do we got? V? Is that it for? I mean, I had some stuff I wanted to say, but I had the DIY joke that I for you guys. Oh, yeah. I don't, out. I don't, I don't have uh, like uh, the beginning part, but I just have the punchline. <laughs> so you can use this as a punchline for anything, right? Like you come up with the joke and then you finish it with this punchline, and the punchline goes, "It's like farting in the bathtub. It's hilarious until the bubbles pop." Because, you know, then it just stinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you got to yeah. it with something and then, you know, well, farting, in the farting in the bathtub is hilarious. 
it's funny. You know, you get the bubbles, you hear the sound. This reminds me of the, when you say, well, it's like riding a scooter. It's fun. You know, fucking a fat girl is like riding a scooter. It's fun until your friends catch you, right? So it's kind Uh of the same thing. It's like, you know, doing such and such, or no, doing such and such is like farting in the bathtub. It's all, it's funny until the bubbles pop, right? So that's what you got to do is you got to figure out the, what correlates to, you know, it's fun until kind of like, you know, over time, as time progresses and you ultimately reach a certain end, that's when it's not good anymore. So it's like, I don't know, for instance, uh, here's one banging a hot chick who has HIV is a lot like farting in the bathtub, right? Because, you know, when the bubbles pop, it stinks. When you go and get your blood test, that's when it stinks, right? (laughs) There you go. I got you. That's what you got to think about. You know, those bubbles, there's a fart in there. And so when the bubble pops, you're going to smell a fart. Listen, you just fucked up the joke. You're not supposed to explain the joke. You're not supposed to explain the joke, V. I actually, as as we were talking about before... You did just explain the joke. I hate to tell you. I hate to be the one to tell you what just happened just now. But the, no, there was a, a, a scene on um, Chucky because I watched the show Chucky last night, which can I <laughs> I segued into the, what we were talking about before the cameras started rolling. <laughs> more. Let's get ready to get gayer. Let's yeah. Get, yeah. Get, look. S- super gay. Like if you yeah. thought, okay, so Chucky operates in a... How do I do this? You um, have, I sense some shame. Like, I feel like you feel ashamed that you, like, know about this. Because you're like, okay, let's be real here. Like, let's let's give you some backstory here. Like, Tom is an avid horror, like, horror, like, Tom is a horror guy. Like, I don't watch horror films, but if I need to know something about the genre or, like, any horror film, I consult Tom. I go, you have ha- had to have seen this, right? Or I go, oh, did you know about this new horror film? And you're already tracking it. So you know, like that's your, you know, what do you call it, the repertoire, right? You're a connoisseur of the horror films. It's my niece. So seeing something like this new Chucky show, <laughs> it's probably devastating, I imagine, but uh, continue. I'm going to do the, the Timothy Oliphant. First of all, you know, when he's like, when he's pointing at the kid or whatever, like, because you were laughing. This is not funny. This is not a joke, V. This is no. a very serious thing. I've been waiting for this show for a long, long time. Um, in fact, uh, this this predates the show. Uh, knowledge of the show predates the reboot with uh, Mark Hamill doing the voice of Chucky, which was an abomination. It was also an abortion abomination before God. Uh, but the show they've been talking about it for a while, and it was Dan Man- Mancini who wrote and directed the original one, and then it was also Brad Dourif returns to do the voice of Chucky. And Kyle from Child's Play 2, she returns for a few episodes. Andy, uh, he also returns for a few episodes. The original Andy. Very, like, it's a big deal, this show is. I watched the episode last night because it was the first, you know, the first episode premiere. And it was the gayest thing I might have, I I think I've ever seen in my life. We thought that the Venom script was uh, an exercise in in gay porn script writing. Mm -hmm. Um, that would be uh, it, it pales in comparison to the work of whoever did this abomination that premiered on the Sci-Fi Channel last night. Because the kid, 
right? So this is a kid. He's he's 13 years old. He's in middle school. The main character, he's gay in the show, all right? Not only is he gay, there's another gay kid in the school. And it's not a very big class, okay? So statistically, this place is an anomaly. Um, The only person who criticizes the fact... I mean, some of the kids, they, you know, make a big deal about this kid being gay. But the dad is the only one who criticizes the kid for being gay. And he says... He's 13. He doesn't even know. So the, the dad makes a great point. He says, well, he's 13. He doesn't know if he's gay or not. He doesn't know what he is. So don't, don't try to take him down this road. Um, but then the dad, being the only one with a lick of common sense, all of a sudden they paint him, after they've painted him as the homophobic uh, uh, you know, monster that he is, they all of a sudden paint him as the alcohol abuser who ends up hitting his kid and then is killed off in the first episode. Spoiler alert. Um, so, but then, and here's my, here's what I'm hoping, okay? This is a hope. There's nothing else, there's nothing to back this up. I have no insight on beyond what I'm about to say. Uh, but there, uh, it's a hope, okay? Um, all the characters that support this kid and his homosexuality are idiot characters and they're written to be idiot characters and they are like widely hated uh by the way they are written the care the way that they are they're hated they're designed to be hated but they're all very supportive of this kid being gay the only one who you're supposed to like that uh is supportive of his homosexuality is chucky right and chucky who we've watched throughout this whole series. We know he's a psychopath. We know he's a weirdo. We know that he's uh, a serial killer and like a filthy criminal who is trapped in the body of a doll and has killed countless people throughout the series. He is the only one that you're supposed to like that supports this kid. So what does that tell you about support of the LGBT community? Uh, LGBTP community, excuse me, is that you're either an idiot uh, designed to be hated or largely hated by the the population, or you're a psychopath with problems who will later go on to murder countless people. See, um, that, that baffles me because, like, I've seen, like, believe it or not, I've seen a Chucky movie, um, and I want to say it was Bride of Chucky, and there was this scene. And correct me if I'm wrong. But there's this couple, right? Uh, these two kids, right? And they're a girl and a boy. And the girl has the gay kid pretend that she's her date uh, for the prom. Mm-hmm. And then when they go outside the house, it's this other, like, beefcake dude or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're traveling on this road and they're having this argument or whatever. And they get out and the gay guy gets out. And he's, like, freaking out at the girl and the guy. And he's going, this needs the blah, 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 blah. And then he steps into the road and this, like, diesel just comes by and like smacks him and he literally explodes the gay guy gets hit by a truck like a diesel and explodes do you remember this scene do you know what i'm I talking do. about i know what you're talking about it's hilarious and so, to me that says a lot right like first of all gay people are expendable well yeah <laughs> and more hilarious when they get exploded by uh diesels that's and that's you're right the so here's another thing that i want to point out about the child's play movies i'm a huge fan uh, so for Ronnie Yu, I don't know if you know who Ronnie Yu is. He's yeah. a director, so I expect that you would. That's the only reason I expected that you would know him. 
Uh, he is actually, he does a lot of movies that are, um, he actually did Freddy vs. Jason, he did Bride of Chucky. So the Chucky series is, and he does a lot of Chinaman movies. Um, but <laughs> but the, the Child's Play franchise has been directed by a lot of different people. People have come and gone uh, as far as writers. This is what, That's the thing with horror movies, as with some other uh, genres is they will alternate writers and directors. They'll trade out and in and out. And they'll, oh, you don't want to make the next one? Well, we'll just pull the next chomp, like the next kid who's chomping at the bit, who's only been directing commercials and music videos. We'll have him come do it, right? Franchises, they're owned by studios, so they can just get whoever. Yeah. They go, that's, okay, we'll just get someone else and we'll make it gay this time. Yeah, and that's what has happened. That's what's yeah. happened with the Child's Play series. Joe is just depressed because... Somebody just like shat all over his thing. They're probably regretting big time that they sold it to a studio. Could but. be. Um, now Should here's the thing with the Child's Play movies, and I'll tell you if you haven't watched them before, they're fun. I like them. I really do. I enjoy them. Uh, my son and I went. And, <laughs> I like Chucky. I have all his albums. Um, the uh, <laughs> uh, Dayton and I actually went and got. We were supposed to get. Three of their autograph, four of their autographs. We were supposed to get Andy, his mom, the dude who plays the, does the voice for Chucky, and his daughter, his actual real life daughter who's in the movies, Nika. Uh, we were supposed to get all four of them to sign, but Andy was the only motherfucker to show up because of COVID. This is last year, like right at the height of like the beginning of COVID. And you know what's funny is years ago on MySpace, I got into it with the dude who played An- or plays Andy. Um, I fucking forget his name, but um, fuck my face. Yeah, well, this is your, you knew about this. I told you about this because he and I got into it on MySpace. And uh-huh. I said, uh, you can suck a fart right out of my asshole. Uh, I forget what his name is now. I gotta, now I got to look it up because I specifically said his name in the, in the thing when I was talking shit about him. Um, but I said, yeah, you can suck a fart out of my asshole. That's great. You know, the imagery of that insult alone is enough to off-put people. Yeah, it's having disgusting. Having a fart out of someone's asshole. Because <laughs> you have to suck get a fart out of there. Well, unless they yeah. help you, maybe. Right? Alex I Vincent thought- was his name. Alex Vincent. I said, you could suck a fart out of my asshole, Alex Vincent. Because I was asking him for an autograph on... Um, I had come across some kind... I forget what it is now, but I had come across some like really cool uh, Child's Play memorabilia and i needed him to sign it i think it was just like a rare poster um which i left behind i don't even have it anymore i left it in that garage that was full of spiders or whatever in fort riley uh but yeah it's i i had asked him i'm like how much does it cost for me to get your fucking autograph dude because i want your autograph on this picture and he said oh it's like and he wanted to charge like 60 bucks and i was like no way i said i am not paying 60 bucks for your fucking autograph you were a kid back then you what are you on the circuit and nobody's paying for your shit you gotta like and he and i were going back and forth and then finally he said uh i well i I forget how it got to that point but at some point i was like listen do you offer like any discounts or whatever like if i pay for the postage or something and he was like (laughs) he was like no and i said well you know what he's like well it's 60 dollars firm and i said you know what you could suck a fucking fart out of my asshole alex vincent and then that was the end of it he blocked me and uh, I ended up meeting him last year, <laughs> and I paid sixty dollars for his oh. fucking autograph. 
uh, for well, my son, not for me. Like I didn't want anybody. So told to him to suck a fart out of your asshole right I there. Should've. I should have. I told him. I did steal a quote from Child's Play too because at one point somebody he calls somebody microchip. He's like, "Hey, back off, microchip!" And I called him that when we were arguing back and forth on MySpace. <laughs> I said, "Whatever, microchip. Why don't you fucking do? Why don't you sign this fucking thing for me?" Um, but yeah, it was a good time. But then I didn't, you know, I didn't want him to know. Like I'm sure he forgot about. I'm sure he long forgot about that situation. <laughs> I used to argue with people on MySpace all the time because uh, famous people couldn't hide behind blue check marks. Like they had to see your messages, and if you tracked them down on MySpace, they responded. A lot of times, like Brian Harnois from Ghost Advent or Ghost Hunters or whatever. Remember, I told him that he was a big fat fucking chicken, and uh, I said, "Were you gonna cry about it?" Or no, he said he's like trying to get tough guy with me after I made fun of him, and I said, "We can do fucking run away, Brian Harnois," and he blocked me. <laughs> Dude, run! Yeah, anyways, 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 are we ready so, to... People in the chat, are you going to address them and take your shot, or... Are we? I don't know. I was having a good time laughing about... This week. I was having a good time laughing about Colin Alex Vincent out, who's still part of the series. He's in the series. Uh, he's in the TV show now. But, yeah, let's do the uh, let's do the people in the chat here. We have a new guy in the chat uh, Dan Zag, he actually joined the Discord, which is pretty fucking cool of him. Thank you, Dan Zag, for joining the, the Discord. And Megabit, I want to talk about your big news, but I don't want... And, and I know your wife kind of made it a big deal on Instagram, so I feel like I should be allowed to, but out of respect for you and your family, I'm not going to without your permission. Go ahead and give me a thumbs up if I can talk about it, because I want to celebrate it. I want to mention it here. Uh, otherwise, welcome to the chat, Jay Coop. Bodacious, Mike in Manitoba, Megabit, Joseph Breyer, uh, the Unabomber, Brian Davis, Dan Zag, Leo Og, and the FBI guy chat in the chat. Also, super fan. I have a feeling he's out there somewhere. Last week, I mentioned him uh, at one point on the show, and he shot me a text with like a thumbs up or something. So I knew, I knew he was listening, and you know, I, I don't want him to feel left out just because he's not in the chat poor devil he can't he can't be associated with us publicly so he has to he has to keep himself quiet and whatever but yeah what are we cheersing to oh we well, can go ahead you know what we can cheers to what megabit megabits news right uh megabit is now and this is like the toughest secret i've ever had to keep right um like almost nine months ago i was told that megabit was going to be a daddy Mm -hmm. And I was told the date, and I was told everything, and I was told to keep them in my prayers, and to uh, you know because I had been following their their efforts to become parents, and I was very excited for them. And when the news dropped, I was one of the first people to to hear about it, and I had to keep it under wraps. Uh, but Megabit is now a daddy as of October. Gosh, she was like what two days late, so a couple days ago. Um, yeah, as of a couple days ago, Megabit is now a dad. So congratulations to Megabit and his family, his growing family. Uh, the first of many, I assume, because he's, you know, he's Mexican. So, Oh, yeah. If you're Mexican, then you're popping them out like crazy. Mexican sperm, dude, is like insane. We get, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could say because I've gotten a couple people pregnant. But I'll tell you what, dude, Mexicans, they bang like rabbits and they procreate like rabbits. They might as well just be descendants of rabbits because that's what they do, man. They just pump and, and uh, drop them out, you know. But, uh, yeah, man, congratulations to that baby, the wee baby. 
<laughs> wee baby. Yeah, everyone, everyone, go ahead and give Megabit a wee baby congratulations in in Irish as as best an Irish uh, impression as you can give him. So V, what are we talking about today? Do you want to? Do you want to? Since I kind of gave you a, a real rough idea of what we were talking about, go ahead and take it away. As a fan of Billy Zane, as the fan. <laughs> No, I did. I didn't even see that. Well, I saw it years ago. I, I don't remember what. But, and then you're what? Banshee banger? Is that what that says? No. Banshee banger? First of all, it says banshee ban her. Those are my pronouns. Ban her. Oh, okay. I get. Yeah. I get. It. Banshee. banshee ban- I get it. Banshee I get it. Her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I guess you said you wanted to talk about uh, ghosts or something, right? We yeah. haven't done a paranormal episode, so I'm glad because we're always talking about conspiracies. You know, we're we're always like. Oh, the government, blah, blah, My dad was t- called me the other night, like, 9 o'clock, and he's like, oh, how's it going, blah, 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 blah. And then he jumps right into, like, all this crap that he's upset about, and, oh, this gay stuff, and, you know, Joe Biden, this and that. I'm like, Dad, I don't want to go to bed angry, dude. Like, <laughs> you're upset, <laughs> dude. I'm going to lay down and have heartburn. You're trying to give me heartburn? You're trying to give me heartburn. Like, I, like, come on, like, this isn't what I want to hear about. And, like, all this, like, conspiracy stuff just makes me angry. So it'll be nice. It'll be a nice change to talk about some uh, paranormal stuff, dude. You know, so what do you got? <laughs> what, what did you tell me about, uh, you know, some uh, ghosts? Yeah, so, well, first of all, <laughs> what'd you say? Say again? I said, why don't you tell me about some ghosts so I can make fun of it? Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, like, incredibly paranormal, dude, because it's like, there's there's nothing you can dismiss it as, right? We're talking about ghosts entirely. We're not talking about the possibility of ghosts. We're not talking about whether ghosts exist or not, and instances in which, like, perhaps it was a ghost or perhaps it was not. We are talking about the different types of ghosts, and there are many. So um, like a, like a uh, what do you call it, uh, a ghostiary, right? A ghostiary? A right? ghost dictionary? Yeah, well, because, like, okay, in video games, you know, like, you have a bestiary where it's, like, a list of all the monsters in the zone, right? Bestiary. Mm-hmm. So, in this mm-hmm. case, it'd be, like, a ghostiary or, like, a spec- spectriary. I don't I know. I would call it, yeah. No, you're right. Is that close? You're right. I would call it a ghostopedia. Ghostopedia. Okay, let's go with that. I'm with it. Um, Actually, there's... <laughs> Uh, ghost lore is the name of uh, the episode. I've already. D- it's rare that I come up with the name. I mean, sometimes it's obvious, but it's rare that I come up with the names uh, beforehand. And mm-hmm. it's going to be this episode was going to be you had me at ghost lore because ghost lore is an actual term. Apparently, I found out today while I was doing my research, right. and this is something I had meant to do for some time. I had been meaning to kind of delve into as part of my demonology studies. Um, also studying ghosts and the various types of ghosts because, you know, we think of ghosts as kind of like a binary is it a ghost or is it not? Or is it a ghost or is it a demon? Or is it a ghost or is it this? You know, like we kind of have, it can't be a ghost with a subheader of Banshee, right? Like ah. I've I've operated under that assumption of, hey, it's either a ghost or it's a demon. Right, that's kind of how I've operated, and I've wanted to expand upon that to some degree, but I didn't think that anyone really had it figured out yet. And I and I've I've told this to especially October Pod, and let me shout out October Pod because I told them like months ago that I would give a shout out on the show. October Pod, uh, they're on YouTube. He does some really great. Uh, he has like really great production value on his shit. 
Uh, and his stories are really like they're interesting. Like they have a different type of prose than most or is whatever. That, and is that one of the racist people that are associated with no, us? No, no, no. So, they're not, he's 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 actually the opposite of our anti-Semitism uh, friends, our racist yeah, friends or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which let me say this. You know, we like to pick on our racist friends and our anti-Semitic friends or whatever. But I love our anti-Semitic and racist friends. Um, I do. I like, I like Yakov. I like, uh, you know, I like those, those rascals or whatever. Um, but no, this guy, he is actually the complete polar opposite of that. Like, he's very, he's actually a liberal. Don't hold that against him, but he's a good friend of mine. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just letting anybody else know who, who hasn't already developed an opinion of him. Uh, but yeah, Octoberpod, great stuff. He's on YouTube. Go check him out. Subscribe, comment, like. He does premieres all the time. Um, he's got some fun stories. Anyways, I told him recently on a story, he was asking me about ghosts, and he said, so is it, you know, is it like this or this? Because he comes to me for some of this information, and he asked me at one point, and I said, you know, I think it's a little more complicated than that, Edward. And, like, that was somehow I ended up getting, like, quoted as saying, as if as if we didn't already know that. But the, the dynamics of, like, ghosts and their existence, it's probably a little, um, it's probably a little more complicated than just, like, a binary, uh, is it a ghost, is it not? Or is it a demon, or is it not? So what I did was I went through and I collected all the, um, for just as, like, a something that we could use as a standard or a metric. I used a game that Fetusberry and friends has been playing recently called Phasmophobia. And I used to play it when it was in the beta stage and my boys play it every once in a while. But Phasmophobia is the fear of ghosts, uh, as, as, as the word would imply. And I'm sure you could assume, uh, or I'm sure you could put together, but Phasmophobia is a game where you are a ghost hunter and you kind of team up with three other ghost hunters or you can play single player and you go and you take whatever equipment ghost hunting equipment you can buy it you can pay for it and bring it with you on these these uh what you call them these ghost hunts or whatever and then you go in and you have to determine what type of ghost it is and i always kind of thought that was bullshit and i still kind of think it's bullshit uh because i you know i was a ghost hunter for better part of a decade and I never really ascribed to the whole there are different types of ghosts, but this game, it's the foundation of this game is that there are various types of ghosts. And so what I did was I took all those ghosts and I researched them. And I did like a real quick uh, down and dirty research, pulled up some pictures, saved some pictures for us to go over as we talk about them. Um, and we're going to talk about the origins as well as what they, you know, what they are now, the current, you know, basically what you need to know about go the ghosts that are in Phasmophobia, the true story. So this is like prefaced with a, <laughs> based on a true story or whatever. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Hello, welcome to the chat, Chris Rose. I love how Chris Rose is like always late to the chat, but I appreciate you always showing up. Thank you, Chris. Uh, we do have, let's start off with some pictures from Phasmophobia. So you kind of understand what I'm talking about here. The game, it's a fun game. I'm not denying it. I'm not downplaying the game. I'm just disagreeing with the, uh, you know, the, some of the 
fundamental things of in within the game. Uh, so here here's an example of a yokai in the game. Hold on, here we go. You ever seen this game, V? No, I've never even heard of it. Would you ever play it? Would you be interested in playing Phasmophobia? No, of course not. Come on. <laughs> Come on, there's no waifus. There's no turn-based battle. Oh, hold on. There was a waifu, actually. <laughs> she I, is. I hate she is. Uh, I hate that third-person view, too. I've always hated third-person view. This is first-person. First That's what I mean, first-person. Oh, okay. There's your waifu. She's waiting for you. Honey, I'm home. Or no, you're, you're like, honey, I'm home. And she's like, oh, hurry up inside. I made you stew. With the flashlight. <laughs> well, yeah. Can you, like, that's awful. I I used to play that game a lot with uh, James, actually. Speaking of people that we don't talk to anymore. I used to play that game with um, <laughs> with James a lot. And I was never very good at it, but... Um, yeah, it's a fun game. I I recommend you know, and I expect some kind of like. I hope that they they in some way uh, uh, s- send us some kind of money or merchandise or whatever for this endorsement. But I think I think Phasmophobia is a funny game. But anyways, here is an example. We'll we'll go ahead and get right into it with the Banshee, the Banshee, ban her. Uh, it's a woman of the fairy mount or a fairy woman, right? A female spirit in Irish folklore who heralds the death of a family member, usually by wailing, shrieking, or keening. Do you know what keening means, V? Uh, (laughs) sure I do. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is basically, so, so basically she's the, if you've ever heard of the curse of La Llorona, right? The wailing woman about that bitch before that that we talked about that being her bitch before. <laughs> <laughs> i got racist you decided to be about ghosts is it really like being racist if it's about a dead person yeah say again i said that's my word i'm, I'm mexican so i can say beaner all i want <laughs> now, any hispanic racial epithet i could just drop because i'm mexican dude yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually six percent black, so I can say whatever. <laughs> you know, if you're like black, if you're on the far end of the extreme spectrum or whatever, you can just say whatever you want. So I can say zipperhead, not even get in trouble. Um, also, she's the predicator. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me let me explain what she looks like. As you saw in those pictures, uh, she sometimes she uh, has long streaming hair and wears a gray cloak over a green dress, and her eyes are red. From continuous weeping, uh, sometimes she wears white with just red hair. Predicator of or predictor of death. Uh, if someone is about to enter a situation where it is unlikely that they will come out alive, she will warn people by screaming or wailing. Uh, giving a rise to a banshee is also known as a wailing woman. So she's actually. It sounds to me like she might be even a good guy in some situations. Do you ever wonder, like you know, we have in in, in like in our world right we have some people who are perhaps like not good people but in certain circumstances they end up being good people like they rise to the occasion to become a hero right mm-hmm. um sometimes i guess that applies to the the spiritual world as well with the banshee you got any stories about banshees v uh i don't know i guess i i'm kind of at a loss here <laughs> i i don't know what to say all i know is can i fuck her <laughs> Fuck this banshee? That's a good question. Yeah. Okay. It's a good question. Yes. 
Does she have a vagina? <laughs> Hold on. Can you fuck her? Yeah, can I fuck you her? You mean may you fuck her? Both. Both. <laughs> and then I think, may I. I think with, any, uh, with a positive attitude, you can do anything that you want, V. <laughs> yeah. I think with a positive attitude, you could fuck a banshee. Yeah. Uh, so the next one on our list of uh, scary spookies is the demon. And we all know what a demon is, right? We've talked about this. There are some of these we're going to be able to skip, kind of burn through pretty quick because we've talked about them on the episode. Unfortunately, we don't have Dave Outlandish with us because... And, I, and, and perhaps I didn't even tell you guys about what I talked to Dave. Did I talk about what happened with Dave? That guy looks like uh, Charles uh, King that we saw last week. It's the same picture. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Prince Charles, the Duke of Edinburgh, the Dracula of Edinburgh. The um, no, that's Philip. I'm thinking of Philip. Did I tell you about what happened to Dave Outlandish? He gave me the go ahead to talk about him. Can I? Did we? Did we talk about that on the show? Yeah, I bet I can guess what happened to him. <laughs> please, please talk about him. Talk did negatively like... about Dave. Talk negatively <laughs> about my good friend Dave V. Did he? Uh, did he summon something and get like? like sucked into some sort of portal where his mind was drained and like he lost all consciousness and ended up in some other astral plane where he was like raped by the devil. Well, <laughs> I hardly think that that's not really that fair. Was, it was close to that. I bet it was close to that. I bet he was on some drugs when it all happened though. Whatever it was, I guarantee you whatever it was, he was twacked out. So I bet LA I'm betting LSD. All right, stop picking on my friend Dave. Here, Here's exactly what happened to him, all right? And I know that you know because I told you what he said to me. Uh, he said, I said, I had asked him if he wanted to come back on the show after we talked last time, and, and the audience said that they wanted Dave to come back uh, because the audience also loves Dave, doggone it. Um, I asked him if he wanted to come back, and he said he's not ready yet, okay? Um and Dave is all fucked up right now. Like, I talked to Dave, and he's all fucked up. Like, is the best way that I can describe it. He's in, like, a bit of a pickle uh, mm -hmm. with, with where he's at right now. Because the last we heard from Dave, he was going to find God and throw a rock at him. Uh, and, if, and if God flinched, he will know that his theory was correct. So I'll tell you what happened in Dave's words. Because I, I told Dave I wouldn't tell him anything that he didn't like explicitly approve this is what and i quote from dave you can tell them that i reached a phase of my experimentation that took a huge psychological toll that i am still dealing with and if you want to read some of the rambling shit that's fine i just know i got in front of a mic right now i might be weirder than i want to be so to put it kind of like Whatever V said is pretty much what happened. Um, like, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. That's that's essentially what Dave said, like, without giving away his exact... Um, just pretty fucked up stuff. Anyways, um, so the next... So anyways, demons. Let's get back mm -hmm. to demons, right? Demons, right. it originates from the term daemon, uh, spelled D-A-I-M-O-N, or daemon, D-A-E-M-O-N, Originally referred to a lesser deity or guarding spirit such as daemons of ancient Greek religion or mythology and of later Hellenistic religion and philosophy. Uh, it's derived from the Proto-Indo... You know me, I'm a, I'm a whore for, like, uh, you know, linguistics, right? 
derived from Proto-Indo-European daemon, meaning provider or divider of fortunes and destinies, from the root da to divide. Uh, they are seen as the souls of men from the Golden Age, as tutor tutelary deities. All right. Does that make sense? Are you still following me, V? Yeah, I'm still there. All right. Here's here's another picture of a demon. Is that his wiener or is that his tail? I don't know. It's probably both. Uh, a supernatural being typically associated with evil prevalent historically in religion, occultism, literature, fiction, mythology, and folklore. In ancient Near Eastern religions and the Abrahamic tradition, including ancient and medieval Christian demonology, a demon is con considered a harmful spirit entity which may cause demonic possession, believe it or not. A, <laughs> a demon may cause demonic possession. Uh, what do you think uh, compelled this one to like stop and like do the running man? I don't think he is. I think the picture was just taken when both his feet were on the ground. <laughs> It looked like he's about to do the mashed potato or the running man be. or something. It could be. I would think that it has to do probably with whatever what? his orders were. You know what uh, I bet? That I bet on the other side of this photo where we can't see, like the where he's looking, I bet there's somebody, he's playing red light, green light, and he has to freeze because they said oh, red light. Yeah, that's a good point. He might be. I think this is actually a dog man. Just like if I were to like if I were to look at the legs and I were to make a determination based off of the photo alone, I would actually believe that this was a dog man. However, when I Google imaged like that. When I looked like when I looked on Google Images, this is what came up for demons, and this was the most interesting uh, some of the this is basically um, caught on or paranormal caught on tape. Okay. This is basically, <laughs> or like if you look on Google, or I'm sorry, YouTube, it's the same thing. If you look on YouTube and you look at scary, just type in scary videos or scary cryptids caught on tape, like this is the sort of thumbnail that you're going to see. It will not appear in the video at all, but this will be the thumbnail and you'll be like, and that's what pisses me off too about these people is they think that I'm so stupid that I can't determine in this photo what I am supposed to draw my attention to, right? Like, in the middle of the picture is this dog man doing <laughs> the fucking... What, what is it? The, the Yeah, the running man. I was going to say the cabbage patch. Which one's the cabbage patch? <laughs> oh, that's... Okay, the cabbage patch. I'm thinking of the Egyptian. He's doing the Egyptian or whatever right in the middle of the street. And I don't know... That that's what I am supposed to draw my attention to when I'm supposed to look for that picture of that 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 sign on the fence in the background or the potted plant. I don't know, uh, but yeah. this dog man. Photography. That's what it is. It's all no rule of thirds. You know. Awful. It's terrible. It's an awful picture. You know what? Because I'm tired of you making fun of me, uh, and my decision for what pictures I chose, I'm going to bring it back to this picture right here. Oh, dude! Come on, Prince Philip again. You yeah. saw the. Why he's is he carving doing this girl's finger? finger? Oh, he's taking the price, right? That's what he's doing. You know, when you pay a toll with the demon, you got to pay a price, right? It's always something weird. He's it's like, your finger, it's your finger, finger. Yes, pinky. Which is really not that that bad of a price. Like, I'd probably give up a, a pinky for like a ten inch wang or something. Like, is that it? You know, like, is that the is that if uh, so? Let me let me let me ask you a question, and people in the chat, please answer. Please, please feel free to answer. Let's say the karmic or religious uh, result of making a 
Faustian bargain was merely your pinky finger and not like your everlasting soul or whatever, like uh, or your life at some mm-hmm. point, would you be willing to give it up? Um, or would you still be like, no, no, I don't, I'll take a pass on that. Even if like, you know, it had no religious ramifications or whatever, it was just your pinky finger. Would you do it? Um, absolutely. I I can still play video games without my pinky. I definitely would give up my pinky. I don't use it for nothing. Not guitar hero. You could not do guitar hero. Used my pinky. I'll tell you what. The most I've ever used my pinky was when I was doing cocaine a lot, and that would actually keep me from ever doing cocaine again. Well, I'm sure, you know, there's still the key method. You know, where you go like that. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do that because it's going to make me crave coke. And you know, I had I had a bit of a problem. <laughs> I had a bit of a problem for a long time. So you know, cocaine's there's, a hell of a drug. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of memes out there. V, real quick. About doing cocaine off of a woman's butthole. Did mm-hmm. you ever do cocaine off of a woman's butthole? No, no. You do them off of their tits, not off their butthole. Really? I mean, you're, what you're supposed to do? Okay, remember Wolf of Wall Street? I don't know if you've seen it. You should if you haven't. You actually, what you do is you get the straw and you blow the cocaine up their butthole. That's how you're supposed to do it. Should you don't do, do it the butthole. I mean, you can put it on their butt and then snort it off their butt. But the best way to do cocaine is like you pour a little bit on their tits and then you just motorboat and like snort coke. We shouldn't talk coke anymore, dude. This is really making me want coke. All right, all right, dude. all right. We'll move on. Dude, I love cocaine. It's a great well, drug. I bet. I bet. It, it sounds it, awesome. Get out of cocaine. Um, <laughs> it sounds awesome. I'll be honest. Like, you know, a lot of people, like, you know, they want to talk about how, uh, you know, cocaine is, is, is bad. It's bad for you and it's whatever. Just, the cocaine is like one of the single most amazing things to ever exist. That's what I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be done with it. Right. Cocaine. Yeah. Oh, well, you heard it here first. You heard it on, you had me at Bigfoot. We're advocates for cocaine. You're down with doing drugs, and you have, and you're like, you don't give a fuck. Go do some cocaine. Stop smoking weed like a 15 year old and go do some fucking cocaine. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. Cocaine is the shit. You know? This, but I don't, today's episode. No Today's episode is brought to you by cocaine. <laughs> I can't do cocaine anymore. It's just too expensive. That's all there's to it. It has nothing to do with that, V. It's because you're a better man. You're too good a man to be doing cocaine. Oh, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. Let me just compliment you. You're too good a man to be messing around with cocaine. Oh. Um, it sounds, like I said, it sounds awesome. There's a lot of things. I, I'll tell you what. There are some things that we become addicted to that you miss. I'll tell you what, I, I quit uh, pornography some time ago. I miss it sometimes. I think there are some times where I would have loved to have, you know, I'd love to pull up some porn and, and watch it. When you guys post things in the Wendigo nudes that uh, are straight up pornography, uh, you know, I feel a little guilty. But I, again, at the same time, I just I appreciate the, the you know, if something pops up in front of you, like if you're watching Game of Thrones, and the hot girl with the blonde hair and the brown eyebrows comes up on screen and her boobs and her butt are showing. You know, that's one thing. That's not really like you're you're jacking off to porn. You see something that you shouldn't see, right? And you move on. But I'll tell you what, I gave up smoking. And then recently, within recent months, I've given up vaping as well. Uh, right. So I have I've given up nicotine entirely. Uh, I've, I'm almost vice-free at this point. And I'll yeah, tell you what. 
Straight? Well, no, you drink, so you're not straight edge. I do. I do. I drink. Um, and I don't think I'll ever give that up because I, I don't think I have a problem. I knew I had a problem with pornography. Now, let me, let me tell you this. Hold on. You want to pick on me for having a problem with drinking. I only drink on Wednesdays. Did you know that? I only drink on Wednesdays. Um, I, I will only drink on Wednesdays, or perhaps if my friend comes over, I will smoke a cigar and I will drink a small glass of bourbon with him. But that's it. That's the only time that I'll ever... Uh, and, it, you know, with cigars, you don't actually inhale it. You don't actually get the nicotine or anything. Um, but, yeah, I gave up vaping. The only thing that I still do is I drink on Wednesdays. And then when my friend comes over, uh, I will have a bourbon and I will uh, smoke a cigar with him. But... Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to give up. Once you realize that how, like, freeing, how liberating it is to give up vices, uh, you know, it's the sky becomes the limit. It becomes just, like, a lot of fun. I disagree 100%. I, okay, I'm sorry. Please. Yeah. And, and it's all, here's why. And, like, I, I get what you're saying, and I respect it. I do. In fact, I admire you for feeling that way. But I don't. Like, everything that I've had to give up was because it is, like, detrimental like, I had to stop doing cocaine because it was a huge problem with my wallet, and I was, like, not doing anything except cocaine, right? And then same thing with pot. I stopped smoking pot because I stopped exercising and just got fucking fat, right? And then giving up, like, food and, like, not eating all the time and all this unhealthy food. I have to do that because, first of all, I don't want diabetes. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> adult-onset diabetes, right? And then... um Let's see. Cigarettes. Like, okay, cigarettes is probably the only thing that I can say I don't miss them because now, like, okay, I haven't smoked in, like, three years now. I've smoked a cigarette in, like, three years now. And I, I, like, smell cigarette. Like, I go downstairs and, like, I'll walk past one of my neighbor's apartments and it just, like, reeks of cigarettes coming out the door. And it's like, ugh, it's so gross smelling now to me. Like, it's disgusting. I don't like the smell. But um, that's probably the only thing that I'm, like okay with giving up like i miss cocaine dude i don't think i could ever give up porn i don't think i could ever give up. in fact i'm afraid that if i get married my wife had better be like super hot and like banging all the time like wanting to bang all the time otherwise i'm gonna get that urge to like you know grab the vr set and go bang some you know porn star and i'd probably never cheat but i definitely look at porn and then as far as like food goes i love eating like fat food like dude cheeseburgers i fucking love cheeseburgers and I have to give that up because it's fucking fattening, you know, and you get fat one fucking cheeseburger and all my work of two weeks of, uh, you know, I do this intermittent fasting, <laughs> do this intermittent fasting and I walk. It's like one cheeseburger, dude. And that fucking is just gone. It's all out the window. That's like two pounds right there. And it takes like a week to lose a pound. So you're fucked. Right. So having to give all that stuff up sucks to me. Like I wish, you know, like if there's a demon listening or God or whoever, Give me the ability to not have those effects, you know, negative effects, <laughs> negative effects of doing cocaine or eat like if one, like if I could just like eat fast food and never gain weight, that would be like ideal because I, I think all that food that's garbage for you is just delicious. It's so good. It's so much better than eating cra uh, healthy food. I, I hate healthy food. I'd rather eat cheeseburgers and drink Cokes all day. That's what I'd rather do. But you can't. Because you'll end up with fucking a, a diabetes or, like, heart disease, right? And you don't want that. You don't want to die before, you know, whatever. I don't know. Not that life's so fucking great, but I'm just saying. You know yeah. what, though? You know Damn. what I've realized? 
through this whole rant that you've just done is that if you didn't, you're not really addicted to anything. Um, Because anything that you just don't, like porn, you don't feel like it's a problem. So it's not. So you don't give it up. That's fine. Food, you felt like it was a problem. Certain foods, right? You felt like it was a problem. You gave it up. Uh, Smoking, you felt like perhaps it was a problem. You transitioned to vaping, which is less bad for you. I will agree. Vaping, I think anybody who smokes, I think they should vape. Smoking for years and then just recently started vaping just because I have like an oral fixation, I think. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I know you no, remember how, like, I said earlier about how I knew if somebody was gay, like, if I looked down and they were blowing me or whatever? That's how I knew that you had an oral fixation. The, now, and then the other thing was the cocaine. You knew you had a problem, you got rid of it. Weed, you knew you had a problem, you got rid of it. Um, so you're not really, like, you You don't have an addictive personality. You have a personality, like, you, you, you control very much. I don't have that luxury. I am... Personality is excessive. I can't oh, like yeah, okay. everything in excess. Like that's my problem is I had to get my excess under control and go, okay, all these things are going to kill you or break your bank and you end up on the streets like, you know, like an idiot with no money and no place to live. And so to get all that under control so I could have this like livable life, you know, I, I'm fine now, right? Like I have this nice apartment. I have a nice car. I pay my bills on time, my credit cards and all that, you know, whatever, you know, the fucking adult thing, right? The fucking socially acceptable, you know, live like a fucking whatever and do what you're supposed to, whatever. But I mean, realistically, dude, if they legalized cocaine and like made it like medical, like I could just go get it, then I would do the shit out of cocaine all the time because it is amazing. That is an amazing drug. There's no doubt about it. I, I think it should be legal, honestly. Think about it. <laughs> Somebody in the chat asked, "Does Coke in between count as breaking your fast?" No, absolutely not. It's a it's an appetite suppressant. It helps, just like nicotine. Nicotine's an appetite. <laughs> it would help you not eat, to be honest. All right, but I- all right, all right. Enough, enough. All right, we got to move on because yeah. first of all, I have a friend in the chat who I didn't know was still listening. Like, I guess I saw him. I, I thought maybe he tuned in at the beginning. Uh, and then probably bounce, but he's still listening. And he's the kind of guy who, like the super fan, can't be associated with the show because he has a really good job. So this dude and super fan, they have really good jobs that they can't be associated with the likes of us, so they watch in secret. Uh, he's still watching, and uh, I don't want to lose him. And we're only two ghosts in, so we're, let's move on to the next one. We have... Huh? Something called the uh, Gorio. Uh, have you ever heard of such a thing? Let me see here. Yeah, I, I buy them all the time at the grocery store. <laughs> a Gorio? To a little white middle and the fucking. <laughs> no, that's a that's an Oreo. Uh, from two ga- uh, kanji words, kanji words meaning go, meaning honorable, and ryo meaning soul or spirit. Are you tracking that? I know you speak. It's not Gorio. It's Go Rio. Go yeah, Gorio. No. Go Gorio. That's no. what I said. Gorio. <laughs> Rio. You know, if I would have re- if I would have read my notes here. Also, welcome to the chat. Uh, 
individual who cannot be named. Also, Dash G and Critter Me Timbers. Welcome to the chat. Uh, but yeah, a vengeful Japanese ghost from the aristocratic classes, especially those who have been martyred. The Goryo the Shinko is a Japanese belief that uh, threatening natural disasters and epidemics are caused by Onryo, restless spirits of people who died with a grudge and met unnatural deaths, uh, and that the awning, reposing, and respecting of these souls uh, will help to avoid their curses and bring peace and prosperity to society. Uh, do you know anything about these these creatures? I know you're like way more. Yeah, there's a, there's a group of uh, of fucking people that actually rid the world of them, and I forget what they're called now. I wish Jurassic Weeb was here to back me up on this. Um, they wear these talisman things on their face, and they're jo- they're like Japanese ghost hunters. Hmm. What are they called? Oh man, they wear these really cool little circular hats. And then they have this talisman that covers their face. Uh, Om Yoji. Om Yoji. That's what they're called. Om Yoji. You get, you get what I'm saying? Google yeah, it. Yeah, I've Om- never heard of such a thing, but I Om believe Yo- you. Google I'm, in, I'm inclined Google. to believe you. All right. Uh, <laughs> so here's, here's a little... There's some literature, uh, you know, useful literature. An example of a Gorio. Go, Gorio. Uh, Gorio. Yeah, you got to say it like a Japanese stereotype. Go Rio uh, is the, <laughs> the Shinto in the in, in the Shinto kami uh, known as Tenshin. Government officials Shigwara and Mishizane. What? You say Tenshin? No, Tenjin. Tenjin. Yeah, it's a J, not a Shin. Tenjin. Yeah, he was killed by a, a rival member of the Fujiwara clan. And wow. years after his death, the capital city was struck by heavy rain and lightning. And his oh, chief Fujiwara adversary uh, and Emperor Daigo's crown prince died. While fires caused by lightning and floods destroyed many of residences. The court drew the conclusion that the disturbances... This is a court. Determined mm-hmm. that it was a ghost. Uh, were caused by his angry spirit. In order to placate him, the emperor restored all his offices, burned the official order of exile, and was promoted to the senior second rank. So, like, in death, he was able to um, posthumously get promoted. Uh, Now we have next. Yeah, like, you can't, whatever, you know, if he was able to rain down hell and hellfire on this town, and they were able to restore him and promote him, which I think is actually why... Like, if somebody is killed in action, they're posthumously promoted. Is that why, V? You know uh, that. that. You'd have to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the next one is the Hantu. Have you ever heard of a Hantu? No. It's You know, it's it's probably... Okay, here's the thing. with if, if this is a Japanese word we're referring to, Japanese people tend to, like, romagify. I don't know. That's not a word. But they tend to make English words sound Japanese. So a haunt, like something like that's haunted... Hauntu. That's how you'd say it. It's a haunt. So it's like making, making fun of Americans? Kind of. It's kind of like that's how they pronounce haunt. Okay. Is haunt? Well, yeah. no. All Everything that was just said is incorrect. Uh, hantu is yeah. a Malay or Indonesian word for spirit or oh. ghost. 
Uh, modern use implies spirit of the dead, but also has come to refer to any legendary invisible being, including demons. Now, here's the thing about hauntus is there are many different kinds, which is kind of cool. Um, I wish I could get rid of this. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Pardon me. Ex please, excuse me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to get rid of all these... Uh, all these bitches. Yeah, it's too many chicks on the screen. Come on. Uh, yeah, it was you know it was the banshees. They came back. The hantu. All right, here we go. So there's a lot of different types of hantu, and this is actually from Magic: The Gathering here. Uh, mm -hmm. But there are hantu air, which is a spirit inhabiting the water. Hantu baruch, an ape demon, as you see before you. A hantu belion, a tiger spirit. Hantu musang, a a cat spirit that is invoked in the game of possession. Hantu Pasaku, which is a grave demon. I actually have a picture of that one here, too. Let me pull him up. Yeah, here's a Hantu Pasaku. Uh, the Hantu Raya. It's a great demon. Now, this Hantu is considered the strongest among evil spirits in the jungles of Malaysia. It takes the appearance of the owner. Uh, and then the Hantu Rimba, which is the deep forest demon. And the Hantu Tinga. A tall hantu that is associated with trees. So, from what I can gather, these hantus, this is kind of like... So, if we wanted to, like, break it down from ghosts, and then there's, like, a subcategory of hantu, under mm -hmm. the hantu, there's, like, eight subcategories of hantus. So, this is kind of like... If we want to if we want to make it more sense of it, perhaps, this is, like, the Indonesian or the Malay... Uh, the Malaysian uh, ghost subcategories. Okay, so this is like not necessarily a sub subcategory, but it's its own subcategory. Hantu being its own uh, category. V, you look ecstatic over there. What have you got? What's on your mind? Man, I I don't even know what to say. Uh, yeah, fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. It doesn't sound yeah. like it's fascinating. V, tell no, me your real. I'm trying to be. Yeah. <laughs> Look, don't come at me, bro. Don't come at what, me, bro. I don't what know. Do you, I don't... What What do you want to hear about, V? Tell me, because there's probably, I can probably work something up about, uh, that might be fascinating to you. What sort of thing do you want to hear about in the ghost world, V? Uh, let me think. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's a... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I guess it's just not a topic that interests me, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I, I've never seen a ghost. You know, like, remember that one time we went ghost hunting in uh, Wichita? And we were, I was all like, dude, we're going uh, gonna to see a ghost tonight. And then we yelled at it, and we called him a bitch. And he never came out or anything. And I was like, man, we antagonized this guy. And I even expected him to get pissed off, and he didn't. So it's hard for me to get, like, you know, be interested in stuff that I think is just, uh, you know, a load of shit to be honest. Now, all these people come up with these weird things, and I'm more inclined to believe that they're just, like, demons. You know, like, maybe somebody was possessed by the devil, or, I don't know, even then, I go, well, maybe they're on some drugs. <laughs> maybe they're on some drugs or something. But I don't know, and, like, half of the pictures you have, too, are, like, you know, from video games or Magic the Gathering, so it's not, like, you know. I'm not trying to, like, knock any of this. Like, by all means, like, continue, but I'm just, you know... I don't mean to be bored, dude. I'm sorry. You're you're hurting me. You hurt my feelings because ghosts are 
that excites me. I like ghosts. I think they're, you know, I think they can be scary, but I get it. Tell me why they're great. Tell me why ghosts are, tell me why they're so cool. That's what I want to know. I don't want to know where they come from or any of that crap, because that stuff's boring to me. I want to know what makes them cool. What is what is an attribute about the Hantu that makes them like different <laughs> from other ghosts? Like why are listen, they Listen, I'm and and I can't do that, V. All right? I can't <laughs> do that. What I can tell you, so I can't sit here and I can't tell you why the Black Widow spider is cool, right? Cuz I did personally, I you know, spiders are to me are they're fascinating. That sort of thing is fascinating to me. Uh, creatures or whatever, uh, insects, arachnids, they're, they're fascinating to me. But I can't sit here and I can't convince you, somebody who is not fascinated by, um, you know, by spiders or by, by insects or whatever. be interested. Like, I'm not, like, actively trying to, like, ruin the show today. You're, ki- like, you're killing I wanna, it. I want to be interested. <laughs> I want to be like, okay, tell me, you know, tell me about it. Tell me what's cool. What the fuck... But I'm just not. Uh, I'm not getting it here. I'm, I'm like. Uh, I feel like I'm listening to a lecture. <laughs> well, you like... are listening to a lecture. That's what's happening. Um, and there's no, you know. Well, yeah. truth be told, that's that's what's happening here, V. Is we're talking about. I am trying to. I'll tell you what I'm doing. Okay. Um, uh, because if you play the game Phasmophobia, right? Uh, fun game. Uh, inaccurate. When it comes to ghosts, okay. Um, even with, even if I were to say I disagree with it on a fundamental level uh, about the what ghosts are or whatever, and the fact that they've created different characters or different villains within the game, um, and they are not accurate to what the tr- the, the the true origin of that particular character. Um, I could sit here and I could poke holes in all that, but, um, or I could poke holes in, in, in the fact that it, Phasmophobia and I have different basic, uh, understandings of what ghosts are, but the fact of the matter is I'm trying to poke holes in Phasmophobia at a fundamental level, right? Um, and a lot of people are going to watch these, or are going to play this game, and they're going to think, oh, uh, for instance, I don't know. Um, oh, a demon can be tracked by cooler temperatures, which is accurate. But they can be tracked by uh, a, a writing in a book, because that's one of the things that you can do in the game. If you leave a book, sometimes the demon will write in it, and that's evidence that it's a demon. Uh, people will think, oh, a demon will always write in a book. Now, what I'm trying to show here is that their understanding in the game, whether or not it's the understanding or whether or not it's the way that they present it to make it a game, which I understand is something that they may have to do. Um, you know, it's incorrect, right? And I want kids to kids who are playing this game, like for instance, my oldest son plays this game, and he has this this belief that the sort of things that you see in phasmophobia are accurate. That's not the case. These ghosts and these entities are not what they are presented to be in the game. Uh, So the thing with ghosts, V, and why I cannot make them interesting to you is because they are not designed to be interesting, right? That would be like you saying, 
Well, okay, smartass. Make cursive interesting to me. And I would be like, well, I can't. I can't make cursive interesting to you. Because cursive inherently is not interesting. Except to certain people. Certain people will find it fascinating. Um, but ghosts, in the, much in the same way, like a lot of these things are just, they're not interesting. As Even as I was researching them, I found myself bored with some of these... Uh, especially the Japanese ones, which is why I was hoping that you would actually tackle the Japanese ones. <laughs> because I, I find uh, a lot of these different ghosts and a lot of these different cultures, the Malaysian, the what, what was the one we were just talking about? The Thailand or whatever the fuck it was. Um, oh, Indonesian, I'm sorry. Those, that, that, that sort of shit bores me because what it ends up being is it ends up being redundant. It ends up being as cultures from one culture to the next, what we call a ghost or we call a poltergeist or we call a demon. The Arabs call a jinn or the Malaysians call a, uh, what did they call them? A hantu, right? So that was kind of what I was getting at. I, I apologize to you because I can't make it interesting to you um, because you did have a bad experience, unfortunately. Uh, and, and a lot of people, and here's something that I will, and you know what, maybe we could talk about that because a lot of times with ghost hunting, a lot of kids, they get out there to go ghost hunting and their first experience is awful. It's just terrible. There's nothing fascinating about it, which was your experience, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing happens and it kills the person. It kills well, the drive to want to be, we did uh, get drunk. That guy gave us free drinks all night. We got wasted. It was fun, but there was no uh, paranormal. That's true. There's no paranormal. And that's the thing. And maybe we make that. Maybe that's what this episode becomes about briefly is a lot of people who want to. Now, I will say I don't recommend anybody get into ghost hunting and and particularly going out there and uh, antagonizing ghosts or working. Because I've told this story countless times where I became demonically oppressed because of uh going out and antagonizing ghosts and going out and getting involved in some of that stuff. I don't recommend it to anybody. Um, but if you're going to, it's not going to be, it's if your first time nothing happens, that's not an, or that's not to say that you did anything wrong. It's not to say that ghosts aren't real. It's not to say that the paranormal isn't real. It's not to say any one thing or the other. It's just to say that, like, I mean, if you went out and you wanted to fly a kite and there was no wind and you went out there and you kept throwing the kite up as you ran and nothing and it never stuck and it kept falling, that's not to say that there's no such thing as wind. It's just to say that it wasn't there that day. Uh, and that's the problem that you'll have is with every, I mean, you might go out and go ghost hunting 10 times and only have one small minor occurrence that is paranormal one time. And that shouldn't be a discouraging factor, albeit it will be, because if you go out 10 times and you only succeed, if you go out fishing 10 times and you only catch a little fish one time, that's discouraging, right? Uh, the same is true of paranormal investigations. If you go, you may go out 10 times and you may have one minor little, like one minor little paranormal experience. It's not to say that the paranormal doesn't exist. It's just to say that you either weren't in the right place at the right time, uh, you weren't, you know, whatever. It, there's a lot of different circumstances. The thing with the spiritual world 
is that we don't understand it. Science can't prove it, and that pisses a lot of people off. Science can't prove or disprove the paranormal. Uh, and then once we have all these, you know, we've got all these different types of ghosts, what if they're not interested in, you know, we have, what, 16 different types of ghosts that we were going to talk about today? Um, if, say, only one of them is interested in you or the type of ghost hunting that you're going to do, but you're present in only 15 of the other ghosts' areas, then you're going to, of course, believe, well, yeah, there's no such thing as ghosts because, fucking, I didn't have an experience any of the times that I went out, right? Um, so it's, it's a weird thing. And I, and I appreciate you... Uh, you know, I appreciate the honesty because I had a lot of really good experiences. I also had a lot of like nothing happened experiences. The difference was, you know, I just I kept doing it even though I had been shown up a bunch of times by ghosts. Um, whereas the opportunity only presented itself for you really like what one time, like the one time I was like, hey, do you want to come with on a ghost hunt? And that time nothing happened. So. Um, I don't want anyone out there to be discouraged in the way, uh, and, and V, obviously, I'm not picking on you. I'm not insulting. I'm not trying to be insulting. Uh, but I will say a lot of the people out there who also believe that, oh, well, I never had any experience with paranormal, so there's no such thing as paranormal. Um, that That's not true. It's just, well, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what you can and cannot believe, but I will say that... Um, you know, maybe it just it's going to take more than one try for you to recognize. Uh, here, here's a good one. What if you only... Uh, here's, here's one hopefully V you'll relate to. What if the first time you had sex with a woman, it was not something that was particularly appealing to you? Would you say at that point, well, I guess I must be gay, right? You wouldn't. So, like, you kind of have to treat paranormal investigations the same way. The first time that you went, nothing happened. It wasn't interesting. That doesn't mean that there's no such thing as the paranormal. It means you got to try again. Or you could go to the full extreme and say, you know what? Maybe I'm gay. You know, which doesn't sound like that. I can't imagine that would be anyone's initial reaction to uh, having a negative experience banging a chick. Um... But that's that's the point I'm trying to drive home. V, go ahead and tear me apart because I know you you've got something to say. I don't know what to say, dude. Come on, you you put me at a loss. I I I don't get your analogy because you know first of all, if I was banging a chick and the first time it didn't go well, there's not like an invisible like it's not an invisible chick that I go well she's not here so who knows she didn't show up for the banging so maybe I won't ever have sex again. You know, there's all these women in the world. There's billions of women in the world. Whereas, like, paranormal ghosts, I go, well, where is even one? I've never even seen one. I've, I've almost, I'll be 40 years old next month, dude, and I've never experienced any paranormal or anything. I've never, anything like that. And I'd like to, because I'd like to know. You know, that's why I always say I'm agnostic, because I want to believe that there is something. I want to believe that there is something other than us, something, you know, uh, not just paranormal, but, you know, better than us. You know, at least, right? Something. You know, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, uh, right now I'm going, eh, I haven't seen anything. You know, at this point, that something should bother me 
like in the paranormal or demonic world because I'm so disgusted by them about it. Like, dude, for by all means, come visit me, dog. Like, what is that? <laughs> come visit me, dog. <laughs> right? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, come on. I, I'm down. You know, c- come hang out or whatever. I don't care. You know, you're not going to bother me. There's literally nothing that a ghost could do to bother me aside from killing me, which even in that case... I mean, come on. I'm going to travel the cosmos after that. Right? Isn't that what happens? You go to outer space. <laughs> You're thinking of the magic cosmos, man. That's oh, a different situation. Or something. or so, My energy will be slow or I'll experience a singularity or something will happen. I'm sure something happens after death, right? It's got to. I you guess. think so? Yeah, death can't be that bad. I don't, I don't think it could be. You know, if it's really what atheists believe, they go like an atheist explains it to you like this. Like, remember, do you remember before you were born? <laughs> like, do you remember before you were born? Well, no, I don't. It was I didn't exist, so I, I don't remember that. Well, that's what it's going to be like when you die. <laughs> that's how they explain it to you. And if that's what it is, that's going to suck, which is why I would prefer to be immortal. You know, that's why I want it. That's what it is. My my worry, my concern is that there is nothing. And then you're just dead and you don't exist anymore. That's going to be boring. Or how would I even know, right? I would. How would I even know if it's boring or not? Because I'm not going to exist anymore. So I guess the point is here is finding out if there is something after then. At least I have something to look forward to when I die. But as of right now, I'm going, well, what the fuck, dude? Somebody tell me something. Somebody show up. I don't care whether it's a ghost, a demon, an angel, God himself. Come down and let me know for sure, for sure, because I'm tired of all this. Like, oh, I don't know, maybe I don't know if there is or there isn't. Or you gotta go look, you gotta go look. Well, what the fuck, man? I'm 40 years old. I'm getting to the point where it's like, at this point, dude, it's like how I feel about dating women, right? Like it used to be when I was a kid, I was like, strange. I gotta get that strange. I gotta go out and get chicks all the time. I gotta get laid. I gotta meet some girl. I gotta go buy hookers and go do this and go do that. And now I'm old and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I'll meet a girl or something, probably, you know. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to have kids. That's probably not going to happen. God forbid I procreate, right? Like, fuck. Could you imagine a little bee? Fuck, dude, that'd be awful. You'd be like a foul-mouthed, horrible person. It probably would be a bad idea for me to procreate, to be honest. But the last thing that I need to know, like on my deathbed, I'm going to be like, fuck, dude, one of you guys show up. And just give me like the thumbs up, like you're good, dude. You're gonna, there's gonna be something after. But as of right now, I, I guess that's what it comes down to is it doesn't interest me because I go, well, what, dude? <laughs> what are we learning here? Like, what is it that we're learning? You know, I guess. And uh, we're learning the possibilities. That's uh, that's what I, well, I mean, that's that's just a given, right? The possibility is a given. Because there's always a possibility. There's a possibility that Doctor Strange, like a real Doctor Strange, lives in another dimension and he's the Sorcerer Supreme. That's a possibility. You know? Yeah. There's a possibility that in another dimension, there's a me, but with boobs, right? (laughs) It's a me with boobs in another dimension. I think there is. I think there are many. Yeah. They have the beard and all that, too? No, I don't don't think so. I'm just, uh, you know... I don't get it, you know, I, and I feel bad because I feel like I just shit all over this episode and I didn't want to, but you called me out for looking. Bored. No, 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 no. That's, that's, well, that's, that's fine because now we've, we've, 
gotten we only got through like three or four of the the ghosts or whatever but um so so you've not so you're you're concerned about the afterlife like you're concerned about the atheistic idea that we just stop we just well, stop existing right it's a big concern both ways right like okay if I, if it, what the atheists say is true and there's just nothing afterwards that sounds pretty awful and if what the christians say is true and hell is after for me then that's going to suck too so it's a big concern to know like whether who's right or wrong right like even if you know and my dad he always says it's a gamble doesn't matter what you believe <laughs> right you're gambling that's we're all gambling that's all there is to it which that's that's true right like you know even like we could get up we could get up there, and we always say this, and they go, oh, I'm sorry, Mormon was the right answer. Yeah. You know, you, shit, you know, damn it, I was so close. I was in the Judeo-Christian, doesn't that count? <laughs> sorry, sorry, bro, you know. Or we could get up there, and it could be Alibaba and his fucking 47 virgins, and he goes, hey, man, you didn't kill enough Americans. You know, fuck, we don't know. We have no idea. It could Lord be the Jack. I did. You know, I don't know. I, so my my issue is, and, and frankly, I mean, what's the what's the downfall to me not believing Shinto or not believing uh, whatever uh, Muslim or Islam or whatever? It, there's really no downfall. Um, who cares? Uh, even in yeah, you know, like even if if uh, Judaism is the right one or whatever, like hell for Judaism isn't even that big of a deal. Um, yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. I think like. Um, I just, again, I don't really even think about it that much, uh, the afterlife, but if I were wrong, so if, if it came down to like a, again, a binary, like Christians or atheists, who's right? Like if I'm wrong, I won't even know. Like, I don't even know if I was wrong because I will just not exist anymore. Right. Um, but if they're wrong, that's a problem. You know, and I kind of, I for them, it's a problem for them. It doesn't affect me any. Um, it'd be a shame because I'll be like, man, all these dudes I told, like, I tried to tell, I tried to warn, I tried to help, I tried to whatever. You know, now I don't get to hang out with them or whatever for eternity. Um, right. That's one thing. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I end up in paradise for eternity. Uh, but if, if I'm wrong and the atheists are right then I just cease to exist. So they don't even get to tell me, haha, I told you so. Which seems to be like the general attitude of it. Because I've never met an atheist who was like, no, no, no. Let me tell you the the about atheism that's going to make your life better. Believe me, right? I've never had an atheist come to me and be like, your way of living as a Christian is just inhibiting you from living a good life. Uh, let me tell you about atheism and how atheism is right and how you're wasting your time as a Christian. Because frankly, I don't think I'm wasting my time. I, I spend, what, an hour or two hours a week in church. I try to be a good person, uh, you know, just generally throughout the week, right? Um, I don't. I don't feel like being an atheist all of a sudden i'm going to be like well that two hours a week i could probably spend going and smoking crack because it doesn't matter right you, i could 
tried crack though i haven't tried <laughs> i've not i have not i hear it's really good <laughs> it's really i hear good. good things from people who are like scratching at their own skin for hours while they ask me try to tell me about how great crack is oh no it's awesome oh my god like cutting themselves open with their own fingernails uh but you know i could spend that that's two hours a week banging hookers that would be awesome super great you know like i i get it like i get how like being an atheist you all of a sudden are open to all these things that perhaps Christians are not open to. Like, I can't, I, I could go out and I could cheat on my wife. Oh, that'd be awesome. Because I don't have any kind of, like, anything that I have to answer to. I don't have anyone that I have to answer to for cheating on my wife. You know, I don't have any kind of, like, karmic uh, punishment for cheating on my wife. So I can go do it. Because I'm an atheist now. Um, but as a Christian, I would never go out and cheat on my wife, right? Because of the karmic punishment that is uh, associated with it. Uh, so this is the sort of thing that, like, atheists, you're not going to sit here and convince me that being an atheist is better than being a Christian because I get to go out and do some shit that I wouldn't have otherwise done as a Christian. That's just not going to happen. So your best argument is like, oh, well, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. When you show when you die and all of a sudden you're not welcomed into heaven. And I'm like, well, how am I going to be disappointed by that? <laughs> like if I die and all of a sudden I'm cast into the void of non-existence, like you don't even get to tell me, haha, I told you so, Christian, which is all they really want. The same way that people who are vaccinated, it's not that they want you to get vaccinated because you'll be healthier. It's because they want you to be vaccinated because they made a decision that they want you to make, right? The atheist makes this decision, oh, God isn't real. And they just want you to also make that decision because they have already made this decision. And for the, vaccin for the vaccinated, they can't. They can't go back. For the atheist, they don't want to because then people get to make fun of them because, oh, all of a sudden... You've completely changed your mind about this religious belief or whatever. So, to me, it's kind of the same thing. The agnostic, I appreciate an agnostic. I think I've made that clear to you many times. I appreciate an agnostic because you just don't know. And you're trying to figure it out. But then you've got the atheist who knows for sure. It's, the atheist is just as bad as a Christian. Because the atheist knows that they're right. A Christian knows that they're right. Neither one of us has definitive scientific, you know, uh, evidence of one or the other. Uh, the agnostic is just like, well, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. The difference between you and me is merely faith. That's it. Um, there's otherwise, there's no difference between the two of us. Um, and I have faith and belief, and that's that's it. What do you make of that? What do you make of my whole argument, V? What holes do you want to poke in it? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to poke holes in your argument. I agree with you 100% on everything you said. That's, that's not even my concern. I could give a shit about the atheist and whatever they believe. My concern is, you know, like like dying and, like, the afterlife, right? Like, what happens, right? Like, if I got, like, okay, I'm not saying life is so great, you know, or whatever, but I'm having a good time being alive. And if I die, right, I either go, I either stop existing, like these are the options, right? You, 
you either stop existing like nothing like before you were born right it's just darkness and you don't exist you go to hell because you were a shitty person and you didn't believe in god or repent or whatever um or you get to heaven and they're like hey welcome it turns out it was cool and this is heaven you know which has to exist in another dimension if heaven is a real place it's got to be another dimension because it's certainly not in the sky like we were told when we were kids because it can't be you know you can look up there and go well there's nothing up there right so like this is what i think right if those are my three options like if anybody can think of another option i mean aside from you know dmitry itzkov's uh, immortality uh cure for aging uh that if those are my options that doesn't sound fun at all like heaven to me i don't know i don't know much about it you know other than it's quote unquote paradise you know and like to me that i go well what is what is their definition of paradise because it may not be my definition of paradise like i could get up to heaven they go guess what dude it's all white here you know there's clouds and stuff or whatever and i go well i like to wear black i don't look good in white you know you can see my moves when i wear mm -hmm. white and i don't i don't want to wear white you know and they go oh what the you know but you can't uh, go around banging people and we're going to take away that that want and desire of things and i i'm going to miss that you know, I want to bang chicks still, and, and I get to heaven. I don't get to do that anymore. I don't know. It. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't sound like that great. And and I guess that that doesn't to say that it isn't because I don't know. That's to say whoever explained it in the Bible or the people that said, "Hey, this is what heaven's supposed to be like. This is what we know." They didn't do a very good job, or they didn't get enough information for us to go, "Hey, that sounds like a place that I want to be." It just doesn't appeal to me enough to want to go. Hey, I'm I'm gonna go all in. I'm gonna buy into this Christian stuff because heaven's gonna be so much better than what Earth is, and that's what I have to look forward to. Like to me, that's the goal, right? Like there's all these other things, and you know, um, I think you've said it before. Like this isn't that's not what your concern is. It's you know something else. It doesn't matter if that's what it is, but you know, for me, that's not what it is. Like on Earth, I'm here. I exist. You know, life hasn't been good to me. You know, I haven't had, like, this great, wonderful life. I've only recently started thriving, and that was because, like, you know, I had to do all this other crap, get get addicted to cocaine and, like, steal from the government. You know, like, I've had to do, like, some pretty shady shit to get where I am today. And so, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where I go good, bad, whatever. It's really just matters, like, how you'd go about it and, like, succeed in a certain way. You know, but the fact of the matter is, is we're on a ticking clock. And as I get older, like like I said, I'm going to be 40. As I get older, that becomes abundantly clear. In fact, here's an interesting thing. I was talking to my dad the other day, and I get mad at him all the time because he'll, like, do things that, like, he's old and he should, like, he's 67. Like, he's getting up there, right? And I'm always like, dude, don't get on ladders when there's nobody around. You know, if you fall, you're going to hurt yourself. And he, he tells me the story. He goes, you know, I was sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I had this weird feeling and I started to black out and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, dude, you're the only parent I have left. Please take care of yourself. You don't understand how important that is, right? Like I had to like really kind of land him. Like I felt like I was the dad going, listen to me, you need to blah, 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 because you're the only parent I have left. You're really all I've got, you know, and I had to kind of chew him out. Like, don't do he goes, well, you know, in my mind, I think I'm 30, but this, this, then I go, well, you're not 30. You're 67 years old. You know, the, the heart disease, all these things are a problem. You know, you need to start being concerned about that stuff. And it's like, it's starting to like set in to him now. So he's like trying to be more healthy. But as I'm getting older, these are things that like, 
are very clear to me. And I like hit that wall when my mom passed away. I like became obsessed with my mortality and was like, shit, dude, like that is real. And like, I have, I like, there's going to be a chance for me to die. Right. And so like, because of that, I have to sit here and go, well, how's that going to happen? It's inevitable. Right. So there's so many ways that you can die. And the number one is heart disease and aging. Right. So those are things that you got to think about and go, well, at some point I'm going to die. So what's after, or maybe you don't care and you just go, whatever, who gives a shit? You know, so that's where I am uh, with all that. I don't know what you guys think in the audience there, you, the fans or the friends of the show, as Tom calls you guys. I, I'd love to know some of your opinions on that, what you guys are concerned about, if you're concerned about the afterlife, because, you know, that's my big concern is like I don't I don't really want to go be in heaven and not be able to do things that I can do. There's so many things that I want to achieve in life. And I think about it, I go. There's not enough time. There's definitely not enough time. And I fucked off a lot of my time as a kid. <laughs> like, I totally blew off so much shit. I think, man, if I could go back and tell myself, like, look, dude, start focusing on school. Stop getting high. You know, g focus on what you really want to do. Because, you know, once you start getting older, these windows and doors start to close and those opportunities disappear. You know, so if you had been smart when you were a kid, you know, for those of you that are still young, right, in your 20s, like that is the age to like jump on what you want to do with your life because once you start getting older, you go, holy, what did I fucking do with my life? And then there are people who are lucky enough to like have a connection with someone and go, hey, this, we're going to do this together, you know, but guys like me, man, I repel people. And so I don't have that luxury. You know, I get to sit here and go, well, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? You know, so for me, I, I just go, well, fuck it, dude. You know, that's what it comes down to. Fuck it. You know, and and I the only reason I do all the things that I enjoy now is because I start going, well, fuck, dude, if I do those things, I'm not going to be able to follow this path that I'm on, you know, as career goals or whatever. Or who knows? I could OD on some cocaine and end up, you know, in the void or in hell or maybe in heaven going, well, this isn't what I expected, you know, or there's some pedophiles up there. And I'm going, you love these motherfuckers up here. What the hell, man? So I know you, you know took off. Where'd you go? Where'd I had to go, go take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> the um no so here's the thing about heaven is a lot of people they have they have under like they have this understanding of what heaven is supposed to be but the fact of the matter is scripture doesn't say anything about what heaven is supposed to be really um and so anybody who talks to you about oh well this is what heaven is or this is heaven is going to look like this or heaven is going to be like this nobody knows um scripturally it's it, this is all based off of like the church fathers and you know how i feel about the church fathers i don't respect any of them um i think they have probably i mean they're probably pretty smart guys and they probably have a really strong like a good head upon their shoulders like theologically but i don't respect anything that they say because they uh you know they don't draw from scripture they draw from opinion so anytime that people tell me that oh well i'm not going to like heaven i can generally disagree with them because I kind of know what you're interested in, and I kind of know what heaven is going to be like based off of what scripture says. And I can tell you that my opinion, and you know, everybody thinks that they're right, right? Um, you know that I'm an eschatologist. My studies are almost entirely in Revelation and 
the sort of stuff of like what happens after we die. That's like almost entirely all of my uh, opinion or my my studies or whatever. And um, I think like any time I've ever described heaven on here with the heaven HQ situated on Earth and the dimensions and being able to explore the cosmos and all that stuff, I think. Uh, that's probably the most scripturally sound explanation of what heaven is that you're going to find ever. Uh, because I don't base it off of my opinions. I base it off of what was written in scripture. Uh, so the idea that when you talk about like other dimensions, I think you're right. I think uh, I agree with you that heaven is currently another dimension. But in time... This earth that we live on is the earth that we are going to live on again. Uh, and this universe that we live in, because, okay, so if you wanted to sit here and you wanted to pick on me about my belief in Christianity and how it doesn't align, like, why would God create earth in a universe that we cannot explore, right? Why would we have this universe that we physically cannot explore, because we're going to have an eternity to explore it, right? So when the time comes, and when Christ returns and all that, uh, I think we're going to return to this earth, and our bodies will be buried here. Our bodies will be physically here uh, in this dimension, whether or not. Like, if somebody wants to be launched into outer space or whatever, I don't, I don't know what. But... You know, if you're buried here, if you're cremated or whatever, you will be revived and you will be living in this dimension, in this universe. And you will have an eternity to explore this universe. Like, why would this universe exist if we were not able to explore it? And I challenge you, to anybody out there, to find scripture that disproves what I just said. Uh, because there is none. The scripture, my opinion of heaven, and like you mentioned, uh, my opinion on the matter is that um, it's just not something that's important to me. Uh, if I am cast into a lake of fire, that would suck. That would be awful. But that's not something I think about. If I am on judgment day allowed into heaven or allowed to live in eternal paradise or I'm able to, whatever happens... When we die, because there are a lot of things and a lot of theories that I'm working through right now that I'm trying to study and wrap my head around. Um, whatever happens on Judgment Day, um, if it's positive, super, great, wow. But my reason for living a certain way has nothing to do with whether or not I live forever in paradise or whether or not I live forever in, or die forever in hell or whatever. Or if there's some kind of purgatory situation. It has nothing to do with that. I care less. Because my reason for living a certain way now is different than it was, I don't know, five, ten years ago. Because I used to be a piece, like a huge piece of shit. And I'm not saying that anybody who doesn't live like me now is a piece of shit. I'm just saying I lived poorly. I made bad decisions. Because I didn't necessarily care. I didn't. And now I have changed based off of what I have read, based off of what I have studied, because Christ told us, hey, you got to live a certain way. This is how I want you to live. And to me, that is like, a, okay, well, I'm going to live that way. 
that's how I'm going to live. Because I respect his word, and therefore I'm going to live a certain way. Whether or not that results in me having eternal paradise or eternal damnation doesn't really matter to me. I would hope that it results in the former than the latter, but whatever. It doesn't matter because my opinion is that, hey, we need to live a certain way because Christ told us to live a certain way. And Christ died for us so that we could, you know, so that we could live positively. He wanted us to model his, uh, you know, his, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I'm drunk. But he's, uh, <laughs> say again. Emulate. Yeah, he wants us to emulate him or whatever. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm like, well, that seems like a good way to live anyways. Even if I were to look at it, and I know we've talked about this, but even if I were to just look at it like a way like, hey, is this beneficial to me as a human being in a modern society? All the things that Christ said is, yes, these are all things that would benefit me as, you know, in a modern society or whatever. Um, so again, that's just, if I were to just completely eliminate the eternal whatever, uh, punishment or reward, that's still a pretty good way to live. And I, that's so anyways, but I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to browbeat you or whatever, but I get where you're coming from. I do believe me because I was there with you for the longest time. I happened to take a detour or whatever. I happened to branch off at a certain point, but I lived the same way that you lived for the longest time. And eventually like, I I don't know about <laughs> Well, three years ago, I will say, when I decided to finally, you know, plant both feet on this path or whatever, I would say that I lived at least morals based on morals alone in our understanding of whatever. I mean, three years ago, I pretty much said, okay, no, I want this. This is the path that I want to take. Uh, whereas you continued on the same path. So I'm not, by no means am I sitting here and, you know, chastising you and saying, you're fucked up. Because I would be saying, well, three years ago, I was fucked up. Like, for for my entire life, I was fucked up. So I can't sit here and I can't pick on you for it because I was the same way. But I will say that I have made changes in recent years that I am happy with. And... You know, as eschatology, my opinion on eschatology or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I like, I, I don't, I think when people talk about, oh, heaven, you'll just be singing uh, hymns and you're going to be in the choir and you're going to be praising and singing hosannas and, and this sort of stuff. I think a lot of that is, you know, people just trying to not get associated with that and trying to distance themselves away from it. Because when people say, you know, you're, for instance, there's a line where it says, you know, you'll be praising God for eternity. I would say that in any given thing that I do, I praise God. In this program, I praise God, right? So, like, you would never associate some of the stuff that we talk about on this show with praising God. Lord knows I wouldn't. But the fact that I come out and I say, hey, this is what I believe. This is my belief. This is my theology. This is my opinion on this. This is my thing. I love God. I love Christ. I love the Holy Spirit. I have accepted all of them. It, when I say stuff like that, that is praising God. So you had me at Bigfoot 
is in itself a way to praise God. So when people say you'll be praising God for eternity and they automatically think singing hymns, I think coming on this show and talking to people who might otherwise not be exposed to God and the gospel and the good news, I think when I go out and I garden and I'm tending to God's creation, I think when I go out and there's a bird that's in my yard that can't escape, that wants to get back to its mother and I relocate it to its mother, I think of that as praising God. I think of getting out and raising and loving my children. I think of treating my wife in a respectful way. I think of loving my friends and my family. I think of all that as praising God. Those are actually examples of praising God. So when I think of praising God for an eternity, I don't think of what probably you think of, of like singing hymns, of, you know, bowing and, you know, doing the on your knees and praising and raising your hands and lowering, singing hosannas, that sort of thing. I don't think of that, especially when I think of a universe that is unexplored. I think of going to these other planets and tending to God's creation uh, of the universe. I think of that as praising God. Praising God isn't necessarily singing hosannas. Praising God is doing good, just generally uh, tending to his creation, loving one another doing all these things that's a way of praising god if you can find a way to associate whatever act you're doing as praising god i think we have an eternity of that to look forward to if you think of making love to a partner so i know you 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 had made the comment and, and again i know we're running over on time but i know you made the comment of banging whores as like you want to do that for eternity i think in a situation like that I think having sex with my wife is praising God because I have become one flesh with my wife and I have, I love my wife. And when she and I come together uh, in sexual Congress, I think of that as praising God. I don't necessarily think of God while I'm doing it because I think that would be weird. Kind of like in the same way that like a parent saying, oh, you've made me a grandparent. Like that's the last thing I was thinking of when I was having sex with my wife and we, you know, made a kid, right? But I think of sexual relations, sexual congress with your wife who you are joined with before God I think of that as praising God because he created us to be together, right? Um, I think when you say going up and banging whores for eternity, I think that if you were presented with the opportunity to settle down with one person and then you were able to bang that person for an eternity, I think that would be, yeah, you're shaking your head now and I, I respect that again. But I think that the situation would be different under under we we again we don't understand what eternity will be like so i know you shake your head and i again i'm not going to say no i'm not going to disagree with you but i will say that i i i think there's more to it than i think it's more complicated than we can appreciate right now what do you think v now that well, i browbeated you I don't know, man. I, you know, <laughs> truth be told, I, I think about like my question is this, and and uh, I think about when when it, this is something I wanted to think uh, ask you about too is like the what you kind of hope heaven is, 
you know? And like my idea of heaven, like if heaven is real, this is what I hope it is. I hope I get there and it's just like a bunch of women waiting for me, like beautiful porn star women. And I can just take my pick anytime I want, you know, because I love women, you know, all different kinds, you know, like I, I, I can't get it up. And it's like, I don't think I could ever be with just one because I see another girl and I'm like, wow, that woman is so beautiful. You know, I can't just not like appreciate the beauty of another woman, you know, um, cocaine. I love cocaine. If if like I got to heaven and there was some form of cocaine or something that made me feel like I was on cocaine all the time, that would be great. That would be really awesome. Being able to eat whatever I want without putting on weight or if that doesn't even matter, like nobody cares that you're fat in heaven <laughs> or maybe you don't get fat like that'd be great. You know, you just eat whatever, you know. I'm not really interested in traveling the cosmos. You know, if I got up there and they were like, here's here's your camera. You get to be a director. You get to write movies and make all the movies you want and tell all the stories you want. And all these people are going to watch them and they're going to genuinely enjoy them. We're not going to make we're not going to force them to like your movies through some weird like brainwash or whatever. You know, it's, it's people that are going to come see it. And in fact, I don't know that maybe I wouldn't even like that either. I'd want people to be critical. You know, like I want people to go, hey, that wasn't very good. That was kind of garbage. That way I can, well, then I guess I got to write something better next time. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know that there's like a lot of stuff about it that I go, oh, I don't know. You know, and then like you said, praising God through everything. Like, I don't know, man. Is, is Would I be praising God through doing cocaine, you think? Because <laughs> uh, I sure do like cocaine. And sometimes when you find a Coke, it feels like, God damn. In fact, there are many times, many a time, that I can say I've snorted a couple lines of coke and been god damn that's just, <laughs> I said god damn I said god damn Some Pulp Fiction yeah, Pulp it ends fiction. up being heroin and you're like and you end up ODing no yeah. you, you, you asked me what do I think heaven will be like I don't think it'll be much different than this today I think it'll be like what you hope it will be like what you want heaven to be like there's no like, oh, this is what I think it'll be like based on whatever. I want to know what you want heaven to be like, what you're like hoping for. So let me, I don't think I, I don't have any expectation that it will be anything. I know it'll be awesome, whatever that, because I don't get to dictate. So if I were to sit here and say, oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's going to be whatever. Because I don't dictate what the word awesome or good or great means, right? Yeah. I, my opinion of what is awesome, good, or great, or whatever, based on my understanding or whatever, is different than perhaps what yours is, or perhaps what somebody who, and I, and I don't want to, I'm not going to pick on anybody, but I'll say Jay Coop, right? You're uh, missing my, you're no, missing hold on, every... let me, I'm, no, 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 I get it, I get, I'm getting there, but give me a second. I think your opinion, because, and I'm not saying Jacob is not a smart person. I know that he is. But I know that you go to a greater extent, like you will study a lot harder linguistics and the etymology of words and the understanding of words because you like words. Uh, but for somebody like Jacob, which I think represents for, in, in this particular example, the word good. I think if I were to pick on Jacob and say, Jacob's definition of the word good is different than mine, 
certainly is different than yours probably even because you come from an academic standpoint of like hey this let's look at it from a dictionary standpoint let's pick it apart from the you know let's like let's break it down and let's look at all the different the origins of the word me i'm thinking of the word good i'm like well no matter what we don't know what the word good means because god's definition of good he is the ultimate definer of what is good so i don't know but if I were to say what I hope heaven would be like versus, I don't know, what I think it is based off of scripture, because scripture doesn't give us anything to work with. It really doesn't. Like if you look at scripture and I challenge anyone to, to, to find something to prove me wrong, scripture doesn't really give us an image of what heaven will be like based off other than what we know from like revelations or whatever what i've talked about about heaven hq and relocating to earth which a lot of people would disagree with anyways what i hope it will be like because i only have this frame of reference i only have life right i only have my existence as a frame of reference so i can assume that earth or that heaven will be equal to worse than or greater than life right so my life largely has been pretty good i don't really have any complaints about my life certainly not the life that i've created for myself based off of the decisions i've made i am happy with my life i have great i have a great wife i have great kids i have great friends i have a great house i have i live in a great town like all the decisions that i have made have led to a great circumstance have i res have i had to deal with some bullshit along the way yeah i have but i can only remember back so far i can't remember a time where i didn't remember right so like what the atheists say like do you remember what it was like before you were born no i don't my only frame of reference is from this point all the way back to, well, really when I was six, I think is my earliest, five or six, is my earliest memory. That's as far back as I can remember. Even if I can remember further back than that, it probably wouldn't matter any because at a certain point it would stop. I would say, though, that my life has been pretty dang good. Even, like, what I have now, which is great. Um, if it's anything like this... That would be awesome. For eternity, if my life was like what it is right now, for eternity, I would love it. The only difference is that we do know is that there will be no pain, no crying, no tears, no none of that or whatever in heaven. So if it's like this, but with those added bonus features, I cannot complain for a second. If my life, if, if eternity is just like that, with those stipulations, those additional stipulations, I, what, what, I have nothing to complain about. Um, do I think that's what heaven's going to be like? I think it's going to be better than that. So my understanding or my expectation of heaven is, or my hope for heaven, is actually less than my expectation of heaven. Because my hope is that it is like this, only slightly better. My expectation, or uh, yeah, my expectation is that it will be even better than I can understand and comprehend um, based on what I've read and based on what I understand based on scripture. Uh, but I'm, I've always been the kind of guy who's like, 
well, you know, I don't want to, like, count my chickens before they're hatched, right? I don't want to be the guy who um, makes or... Uh, I, I don't want to assume that it's going to be better than it actually is. Uh, so what I do is I ex my expectation is, like, kind of like the bare minimum, but a little better in that regard. Normally I would say, what do I think this event's going to be like? Oh, I think it's going to be pretty okay. And then it ends up being better than okay. Or a movie, for instance. Like when I went and saw... Uh, what was that movie I just saw the other day with Gerard Butt Cheeks? Um, uh, where he's in the jail. Anyways, I, I was like, this movie's probably just going to be okay. And then when I went there and it was actually better than okay, I was like, oh, well, you know, you're better off. But if you go in expecting that it's going to be something special and then it ends up not delivering or not hitting that expectation... You're kind of disappointed, right? I think that heaven will probably exceed our expectations, even though it already exceeds what I hope that it will be, if that makes sense. And I know I've kind of like rambled to some degree. I think that we're incapable of understanding even the stuff that was written for us to understand. We have a hard time understanding. I think, um, you know, I think the stuff that they haven't written about will exceed our ability to understand that. That's just my opinion, though. Wake up, V. No, I'm totally <laughs> man. I'm, I'm here. Can we shill yet? Yeah, please. Go ahead and shill. Uh, thanks for coming out, guys. Sorry the show got derailed. It's my fault. You know, I, I guess I'm just uh, not fascinated by ghosts. So, uh, you know, if you feel inclined, jump in the Discord and you know, talk shit to me and call me out for it or whatever. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a red bubble. We've got shirts on there, stickers, whatever, you know, get our merch if you feel inclined to. And, uh, you know, eat a dick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All of a sudden I turn into the damn you agnostics out there. And I'll be, I'll be Alex Jones for religious, uh, intolerance. Um, no, you know, and that's the thing with this show is a lot of people come out here expecting us to talk about. That's that's why we don't really ever talk about what we're talking about on a given episode because we might set out to talk about ghosts and then we just don't end up talking about ghosts. We end up talking about them for 30 minutes and then we <laughs> being derailed. Um, no, uh, yeah, like V said, uh, get in there, chew them out, get on the Discord. I make sure I include it as the description of every single episode that we go into so you're able to jump on there. And like Danzag uh, joined in the Discord, and, and we love having you. And I don't know if Danzag76 is actually a, a federal officer of the United States government, but, you know, only time will tell. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you want to jump in there, we'd love to have you. We'd love to chat through the thing. And if you want to talk more about ghosts or whatever, that's my, sh that's my thing. V doesn't really like talking about ghosts or demons or it's uh, not that, that sort of stuff. Talking about it. I just don't get the just, appeal. I don't I, see the appeal. That's all. No, I get it. And, and, and that's, and that's the thing. If you, if you do see the appeal in talking about ghosts, please jump in the discord and, and I'd love to talk to you about it or whatever. And, uh, who knows? We haven't even decided what next week's episode is going to be about. Since it's going to be our hundredth episode, it's got to be a big deal. So uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll finish up this episode. <laughs> our hundredth episode ends up being a sequel to the original Ghost episode. 
but yeah, uh, like V said, jump in the Discord, jump on the Red Bubble, buy some cool shit. Uh, whoever joined at the last possible minute, uh, I welcome you to uh, the live stream. And we will see you all next week. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Are you interested in advertising on You Had Me at Bigfoot? Oh, hell no! Reach out to us at contact at youhadmeatbigfoot.com.